hobby with reckless abandon. Thank you for joining us. This is season 18, episode 16 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I am the one and only Proby Tim. I'm Mace. I'm Stork. And I'm Kimmy. And we have someone new. We Who do. are you? And what do you do that makes you famous? Absolutely nothing, but I play D&D and people throw money at me to do it so I can kill my players. That's wow. rare. Wait, wait, you how actually get... You, how, how can I get involved with this? <laughs> well, I'm from sure. saving throw. And uh, we play a normal D&D game and if a fight is going too easy, people can just say, you know what? More bad guys, Mason. Here's some re-rolls. I want you to roll your dice twice instead of once. And we do that and just... Uh, and so they, kill them. they give you money to, to roll more dice? One time, uh, they gave me $200 to chop off a player's leg. That's awesome. Holy that's shit, that is, I'm sorry, that is amazing. Yes. <laughs> and it's oh kind my of, God. That's kind of sadistic, too. It is. Yes. It's great. <laughs> and amazing. I can't tell you what I do for $200. I get, I get new boobs for $200. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh. All right. Oh. And, and where can people find this if they uh, want to throw more money at you? If they want to throw more money, that's on uh, twitch.tv slash show. Uh, we're on the YouTube, same name, same with our show, everywhere. Throw on social media. You'll find us. Wait a minute. What? We know somebody else from that. Who? Mac. Yeah. Mac is on our... The newest vampire. Yes. Uh, she's on our Phoenix uh, Command game on yes. Saturdays. Yes. And she's in your Misadventures game. Oh, Misadventures on Tuesdays. The all-girl... All um, I don't remember the system, but it's a uh, Harry Potter game. Pathfinder, yes. Pathfinder. They reskinned it. Okay. Yeah. Pathfinder, Harry Pathfinder. Pathfinder. I like that. Interesting. Yeah. How, how, oh, wait, wait, wait. Give me a quick summary of that. Yeah. Can you, is there anything you can tell us about I wish I could, that? but unfortunately I don't play it or run mm-hmm. it. That's okay. clean. She's a great GM. She well, built oh, you know more about it than we do. Well, I know they play Pathfinder, and it's Harry Potter, so... And it's all girls. It's all girls. Well, I want to know. I'm guessing they're all playing well, mages. It, it sounds it like sounds you should then thing. check out Sha- Saving Throw Show on social media. And, 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 how do I get to that? YouTube. You can go to YouTube.com slash Saving Throw Show or Twitch. You know, It's all out there. Yeah. Enjoy it. Consume it. Nice. And then the Misadventures game, I think, is every other Wednesday? Yes. It's not going to be this Wednesday coming up. It's going to be the one after that. This Wednesday is my show. I think she plugged it in the last Vampire game. She did. We're just helping. We're assisting. I think. And I appreciate it. Yeah. We are pimping. I we think put the ass in what they're saying. So welcome. Welcome. Nice yes. to welcome. Nice to have welcome. you. Yes. It's nice to have a D&D GM at the table. Yes. Or I mean, someone, uh, a non-reluctant D&D GM. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody's, yeah. Although, I, we're going to be doing another D&D. We will. Are no, we? I got a, Bill and I have been talking. Got uh, a thing? Kinda, well, Jason was talking about doing one, too. No, I, I need to run one. <laughs> To redeem myself. Yes, you're right. Because to redeem yourself, it's a long story. I'll get. I'll talk about. Oh my god. Okay. He was at. He was at a thing. In this episode of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, Steve from SoCal writes in about killing mooks and other moral conundrum. Okay, no, C- conundrum? nobody should ever kill mook. Mook is mook, mook seems is, like mook, a good guy. Mook is not. I don't think they seem like a good guy. The mook. This is lowercase with an s at the end. Yeah. I don't so think it's in general mooks, mook. not the mook. Oh, that's not. That's a different person. Mook. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Simon from Seattle defends D and D. This is kind of doesn't need defending. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, heard, I thought you said you'd heard this show uh, before. I have. You, you obviously didn't listen to the three-hour discussion between uh, about Thaco and. Oh, and I, listen, I, there's a reason I, Thaco's not in the game anymore. I skipped the Thaco era. Yes. Oh man, really? I went from tables. Okay. To 4E. Hmm. First edition well. tables, there was no Thaco. It was tables. Yeah. Right. But then they realized, oh, we can replace tables with Thaco. And then, yeah. Anyway, Steve from SoCal again writes in about gaming with older and younger players. Steve S. This is the Steve episode. I just noticed. It is. Steve S. W. writes in about dramatic 
damage. And Zombie Heart writes us a horror story. Woohoo! Those are our favorites. Yeah, and the fans like them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to close the. I'm not going to give the thing out for the survey, but we've had about 200 and some 250 responses wow. on the survey. Great. Wow. Um, so I'm not going to give it out, but it's going to close. If you know where it is, Find you can it. you can have a day or two more if you're watching live. I assume that's for the listeners and not yes. for the other hosts. No. Okay. <laughs> did you <laughs> throw one out too? No, I did not. But I was tempted to go. Like, wow, that Proby Tim guy is awesome. Someone really just have him on all the time. He's some, really cool. Someone went in and and either cut and pasted or very quickly built some kind of a bot and put in like 50 of exactly the same responses, <gasps> which I had to go in and manually delete. Yeah, because it dumps them into a Google Sheets. Right. Yeah. Holy hell. Why do they do that? I don't know. Sounds like something a programmer would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do we know any programmers, Tim? Do we know anyone? Mm. Did it say anything about Proby Tim on it? <laughs> No. That it wasn't me. <laughs> I don't think it was nah, Jim. No, he's not really listed that way. He actually uses the powers for good. I wasn't actually kidding. I left two so I know who it is. Because uh-huh. I can go into... Because the comments is oh. where they, I noticed the duplication. Oh, I see. Because they changed it in the oh. rest of the stuff, but the comments... So it had to be a bot. Or someone with no life. I don't know. Or, or, yeah, or and it all happened very quickly. Okay. Like, the all like 50 uh, We up. were on the show. By the time we were off the show, it, mm. it was full. Mm. Wow. And I think you guys it was are take, dedicated. Right. Was it in Cyrillic? Because otherwise, it, you no. know, Russian <laughs> If you'd like to email us, because we live and die on emails, emails at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. If you want to find us on the social medias, you can find us on the tweeters at happyjacksrpg, all one word, and we're also on Instagram with the same. And you can, you can search for us on Facebook. We have the a group. Instagrammers and the Facebook. We have a group, and we have a page, and a mansion, and a yacht. If you'd like to watch the show live... No one gets that except you and me. There's I know, so we were awesome. the only ones that are old enough. <laughs> and it was old when we were kids. I'm a J. Fudd millionaire. Yeah, I own a mansion and a yacht. <laughs> Couldn't do that if you were a millionaire anymore. Maybe a mansion and a yacht, but like one million dollar man. Well, you could have a boat you call a yacht. That's true. It's really a dinghy. You, you, you could have a, a rowboat. Anything can be a yacht if you believe. That's true. That's right, yeah. Just paint on a yacht. This is my boat. I call it the yacht. SS Yacht. SS Yacht. If you have a yacht, you can't name it Yahtzee. Is that just like a double entendre? It's like, you just say it it's a Yahtzee. No, a goatsee is completely different. That's it's very different. Yeah. That's not. Uh, if, if you have a goat, and you, never mind. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can watch us on Friday nights at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Go to happyjacks.org slash live. And all of the links and things that you need are right there, including the chat room. Hi, chat room. Hi, chat, Hi, chat, chat room. Hi, chat room. And very briefly, February 17th, 18th, 19th, and 20th, we'll be at Orcon 2017. Join us at LAX Open House for four days of gaming. And you guys are going to be there too, huh? We're Yes, we're definitely going to be there. Awesome. I'm running some Call of Cthulhu. So. Excellent. Oh, nice. Awesome. Seventh Ed. Seventh Ed. I was going to oh, say. Okay. Like, is it not demonstrably different than Sixth? No, it's not. They just added a few things to pair it did they fifth re- edition. Did they retypeset it? Yes. Good. Nice. <laughs> That's very nice. Do you still have openings in any of your games? Oh, I have a few. Okay. Um, do you want to plug your games? Uh, yes, it's uh, The Haunt of Bella Rouge. It's a uh, game that I've been working on for a long time. I'm actually writing it out for Chaosium right now. Uh, I'll let you guys know when that comes out. But yes, uh, Saturdays at 8, 8, no, 10 a.m., noon, and I think 6 is the last one. Yeah, just throw GM Mason there and it'll pull me up. Yay! You, you said you're writing it for Chaosium? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well played. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, it's quality people. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, we're upping the quality of the show here. I'll talk about it in a second. But yeah, the, another brush with um, 
uh, stringer hood, or what, what would you call that, freelance writing hood, oh, nice. on Wednesday night. Oh. Uh, uh, we do a live show, if you'd like to watch us. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> we will do a live show at 8 p.m. on uh, February 18th, Saturday, at the con, in the auditorium, which is actually a very large conference room, but the seats are set up in straight lines. Yeah. We won't be streaming that because we can't figure out how to make the hotel internet work. It's but we might be filming it and then streaming it later. Are we That's going to talk more about the con during the show, or is this the yes, con? Yes, we're talking about the con Sorry, the I jumped show. the gun. Sorry. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Uh, on February 10th, next Friday, is that correct? Sure. Yes. Jim Sandoval and one of the members of the Strategic Con board will yes. be here to answer questions and take suggestions about the Strategic Con conventions and Yay. conventions in general. Oh, that's going to be cool. If yeah. you hate hearing about our conventions in California, that may be an episode that you don't want to listen to. However, <coughs> if you would like to hear like an inside track about what it's like to run conventions and some of the, the considerations that go with that, it might be a fascinating show. And maybe we'll do a couple emails. I don't know. We and, just sure. do yeah. To be fair... After hearing the stuff that these guys deal with, I don't know why they do it. Yeah. I mean... Oh, it's the big bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's the mansions it is, and the yachts. It is a thankless job. Yeah, it's the mansions and the yachts. It's the hookers and blow. Absolutely. Just like Just being a yeah. LAX. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, right? That's the only way to get through these things. All right. Now, I played Vampire the Dark Ages Ooh. on Wednesday. This was Kurt's... Uh, play test that he's going to be running Friday night at the game Kurt Hanna, not Kurt Potts. Kurt Hanna. Kurt yeah. Hanna. On the forum. And, and oh, one of the oh, oh, Kurt Hanna. Um, Muffin. No, but you came up with a new one for a, a couple of episodes oh, ago. Oh, something with spleen. Gut or kidney. No. Gr- 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 you got a nickname? Another one. I anyway. I don't know what it was. I just listened to that episode you, today. Does he have nicknames? We've, we've interrupted him enough. Carry on with your story. Right. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, one of the players... I think her name was Rachel, writes for uh, Onyx Path, mm-hmm. which is the company mm-hmm. that makes mm-hmm. all of the the vampire games. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, she, she's going to come on the show at some point as well. Nice. But oh, it awesome. Was, it was a fun game. We all played Elders. Nice. So I had a, I had a um, blood pool of 30, and cool. I, I could spend six blood a turn. Per it turn. Was sets. And then when you was when insane. you kill a werewolf, you get it all back like in the first second. So you're all I, good. I fed on a werewolf. Yeah, because you oh, get like oh, two that might be a spoiler. Per... <laughs> <laughs> once once Scully gets up there, you'll you'll all see. How listen, it, listen. It, the it, deal it is, the, you're an elder, and so what? Are, what are they, yeah, you're going to be fighting werewolves. It's it's going to have to happen. There's only so many things you're going to be gonna fighting at that right. level. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it was it was fun. Uh, had a character death. Oh, nice. Yeah, double. It's a one shot. So took on a double death. Final no, I, I don't want to say anymore because no, it's, it's a play spoilers. test. They're gonna play, play people test. who are listening right now are gonna or have already signed up for the game and will play it. Right, because mm-hmm. I think all the happy, are the Happy Jacks games all filled. I think most of them are. I, I I'm not even running anything this time because I got my kids. I'm going to be playing games. I, well, I, I may run a Hero Kids game on games on demand. It'll be fun. See, still keep coming to the bar. Yeah. Or no, I'm yeah, me, me and my kids, kids will be. I'm no, they serve wine like sippy cups. cups. Yeah, it's, good. it's a restaurant bar, and they're old. Yeah. Allie's old enough now; she can. Go she can drink. Yeah, she's gonna be like, "Will you bring my hair to me? Will you do this? Will you go shopping? <laughs> we have earrings downstairs. Get <laughs> <laughs> tattoos. Let's go get tattoos. Oh, <laughs> nice. back of the convention hall by the mini. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's yeah. that's. No, it's when you go down those stairs into that, into that pit. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. pit area down there. Yeah. Uh, and then we played on Monday. We played. It's all blurring together now. Vast Dominions, yes. which comes out next week. Yes. If you listen to the show, if you, you can go watch it on YouTube right now. 
Uh, and and then on Sunday we played Vampire. Yes. And then. Our second game with our new players. With with the new players. Yeah, which is very very exciting. And I got a prop from a listener for the next Vampire session. I slacked you about it. Did you get it? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I responded. Did you get it? No, I did not. Did you check? <laughs> it's important. <laughs> I mute Slack. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Some I people know. Talk it went a lot. off. <laughs> it's w- what that's what it's there for. I know. That's what it's there for. <laughs> Good God! I was Everybody work- chats miles a minute, and then I do, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's just blowing up!" <laughs> That's because you're the new guy. I, I know. <laughs> I, I've been doing this for five seasons now, and I'm still the new guy. And and, awesome. Not and that he's probably counting. means probational. Yeah. I didn't know that. She just figured that out like two weeks ago. It's yeah. Probationary is what proby stands for. They, not, they give each other not, really dirty nicknames. How was I supposed to know? Not some kind of weird proctological not, thing yeah. or something. I'm one of her judge, friends' you know? nickname is Hyman. Don't you want? Come on. <laughs> right. We've so, got to. We've got to convince it's probationary. So let's not. Let's not. Oh, sorry. Yeah, we've got him <laughs> convinced. That, uh, that's funny. You could have been Hyman. That's <laughs> no, that one's used already. I know, I know that. Or Schmeg. Schmeg. Was he very rarely is called? Yeah, yeah, he yeah, is. That's, that's, that is. That, I'm just giving you examples of how bad it could have gotten. Yeah, yeah no, <laughs> I, I get it. It could have been I'm Blumpkin. Okay. Oh yeah, oh, we had a guy I, all set up. Hey, going to be named Blumpkin. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, no, thank you. I'm, I'm okay with Proby. You notice I embraced it wholeheartedly. Yes, Stork had to tell my mom what a snowball was. <laughs> that's the most Wait, awkward. Could you not just say it's when you get a lot of snow when it's really cold? You I form it in I tried. It was the most awkward conversation I ever had. She cornered me. Kimmy, what was I supposed to do? My mom was at fair. I really need to know this. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're not. I'm, anyway. What you say is, oh, you're really from Southern California. There's this white stuff that comes from the sky called snow. <laughs> yeah. And no. people pack it in little balls. And throw I just started with that, but she, wasn't, she didn't believe me. She's I don't know smart. why she She's like, they all have dirty names, and that guy's name is Snowball. What's a snowball? What is it? <laughs> I told her to start with the internet. Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh. Yep. Go to Urban Dictionary. Oh, I, I don't think you need Urban Dictionary me, for so that I, one. Apparently, yeah. I, 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 I described it well enough right. that Kimmy's mom does not. <laughs> so it's when you... Oh, oh. No, well, that's kind of how that went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. one of the most awkward things I've ever had to do. <laughs> I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad Blumpkin never actually. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Audition, right. <laughs> <laughs> Kimmy's mother would be a right now. Everybody's everybody's having, and, and, and we're losing listeners by the. You guys don't have a tummy sticks, right? What? You guys don't have a tummy sticks, right? Not yet. Okay, good. No, we almost went with Arabian goggles. Do you want Arabian goggles? No, I'm not fine with Proby. Proby's great. Okay. I love it. He loves Proby. I, I like I said, I accepted it wholeheartedly. I even changed my stupid foreign name. You did. I saw. Oh, that. you did. Yeah. Yes, that's fantastic. Oh, no, I'm I'm because because I realized that it would be so much <laughs> oh, worse. Oh yeah, it's the devil, you know. Yeah. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be the perpetual probie. That's totally fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> Killing mooks and other conundrum, <laughs> conundra, from Steve in SoCal. Wisest of douchebags, I beseech your wisdom. Focusing on modern sci-fi games, how do you suggest dealing with the morality of violence? Coming mm. from a mostly fantasy murder hobo background. Where cries of "Kobolds are people too" are few and far between. Yeah. <laughs> I've been wrestling with how to deal with combat in modern games. I'm happy that Traveler and other similar systems allow, and eventually encourage, and yeah, eventually encourage nonviolent play. Because you because you get your ass handed to you if you go into combat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it seems wise to allow for the possibility of violent solutions. Assuming the characters aren't outright sociopaths, that's a big assumption, uh, they're often, there's often going to be a s- situations where they're not sure who they're up against. 
So do the characters need to wait until the antagonists have fired the first shot? A potentially lethal situation, Mm -hmm. of course. Or do the characters risk shooting innocent bystanders or some such? Recently, Ashes of Exodus encounter with a refueling ship reminds me of this concern. Um, Albeit without any weapons involved on the party's part. Perhaps I'm playing my NPCs like XCOM aliens, where they see you and they shoot before you can even tell they exist, but it also feels disingenuous to just have baddies milling about for rounds until they can be easily identified as such. Even once you identify someone as a combatant, how do you deal with lethality? Even in the case of uniformed military targets or underworld hitmen, the characters probably don't want to kill them, but instead incapacitate or take prisoner. Unfortunately, I find that most systems, as written, make it difficult to use lethal weapons in this way. Uh, very difficult called shots, um, and have very limited stun-type weapons. I like Vast Dominion's beamer weapon concept, but it seems more suited to a semi-campy feel, how dare you, sir, <laughs> of the setting rather than the hard feel of some other systems slash settings. When it comes to cr- the criminal underworld or uniformed military law enforcement, I'm not overly worried, but this whole line of questioning does also raise the contract the contractors on the Death Star concern from clerks as well. Which is always a classic. It's a great yes. argument. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much do you need to, c- to consider that your brilliant plan to blow up the wall wall of a bank may also kill 9 to 5 security standing nearby and or burst the pressure dome keeping the ocean out of your underwater city killing thousands. So he's a long time listener. Wah, wah, a long time listener, Kimmy. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Although, and that's before actual play. Yeah. That's not yeah. even recorded. That's just, just, just us regaling people with knowledge. our gaming stories. I know. It's a shitty All shitty the people <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terrible. She killed all the people of her oh, on the way out of her city. Oh Did you at least level? No. Oh, it's Traveler. Yeah, <laughs> you don't get XP for killing. <laughs> traveler. <laughs> Although if you did, ba-da! <laughs> I just wiped out a city. Don't I get XP for every single one of them? I'm a god. Yeah. <laughs> this explains why gods wipe out planets, because they get all that XP. It makes so yep. much sense now. Yep. Well, actually... <laughs> I believe in one combat you can never level up more than one level. Oh no! <laughs> and technically, wiping out an entire planet isn't a combat. It was an accident. It was a city, not a planet. A city, giant city, but still. Wow, Stu, just well, actually, you end with D and D, and I will actually. Well, I'm not even positive about that. I'm just making it up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. You said it with authority, though. So it's all but I know right. that, that was. I said it with so much authority, the, no one would dare look it up. He pushed the glasses yeah. up to the bridge of his <laughs> nose. I got that from Samantha. How, how, he's do, right. how do you? He's right. Depending yeah. on which. How do you? Oh, ar- see, look, <laughs> I was right. How do you argue with pushing the glasses up the nose? Um, actually, especially when Samantha does, she's like, "Ah, I'm a bit bitter." I'm a bit bitter. That's what. This is your take. I had to like. I've had to like practice saying it. So Badly, you yeah. said it wrong, though. Yes. I know. That's the point. This, he said the practice saying. I'm a bit Buddha. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> we crack us up. It's Any thoughts on the matter oh are God, greatly. It's midnight. I'm That's hysterical to me. It's like, okay, I, I speak German and I had to unlearn that so I could say it wrong because it's funnier. <laughs> this is. The journey of that thought process is hysterical. 
P.S. Sorry for all the parenthetical phrases. The engineer in me has a hard time to parse simple sentences and still get across the intended thought. P.P.S. Consume mass quantities. Alternately, alternately, alternately. Evidently, he has. (laughs) Sobriety. Why problem make when you no problem have you don't want to make? That's amazing. That is amazing. A listener had one made, and I'm like, I want that too. But I want black lettering on white rather than white on black, which is what he had. That is amazing. Troll Hunter again for the win. For the win, that's right. Underrated movie. Okay. Vastly underrated. All right, so to this... So so combat in modern... Mm. The morality of combat in in modern games. Because it... I mean, he brings up an interesting assumption, which I think is kind of laughable because it never really actually works out this way. But if you're playing a game in a more advanced technology, you would assume that the people are more advanced and less barbaric than they would have been in the past. Isn't that cute? Which, of course, in role-playing games, never happens. Oh, never, never the case. Yeah. So never the but case. But for argument's okay. sake, let's assume that you had a, a group of players in a, it, let's say, it, you know, a so, sociologically advanced So setting. the same murder hobos that were last week's Pathfinder game are now playing a sci-fi game, and they're different. So they're somehow going to behave differently. Well, that, that, we're, that let's go they're under the assumption. Role. That they do. Or yeah. let's say you're playing L5R. Ah. Or you're playing a, a, another game that has a, a similar sort of constraint on okay. you. That that you can. You so can like Jedi's in Star Wars. Jedi's in Star Wars. There you go. Ah. Okay. Which so are just space samurai. There. Yes. So the mor- how do you how would you deal with the morality? Of killing, specifically. I mean, he, he's. We've had this problem in our sci-fi games, anyway. And really, I mean, Firefly kind of brings all of this stuff like to a visual s- scene. These people aren't. They're always. They're always outlaws, anyway. They're always doing gray stuff. They're always doing quite things of questionable morality. It's about sure. whether they get caught or not. Right. The things. The thing is, in a fantasy setting, people are dead in the streets all the time. They die from malaria, whatever. But in a, in a in a science fiction setting. A dead body is much more of a rarity, and it's harder to hide or, or, or excuse your way out of it. There's also the laws tend to be much stricter, which isn't to say that there aren't laws in a fantasy game, but usually in a science fiction setting, usually there tend to be, I don't know, military repercussions <coughs> for absolute violence. Well, I, and there's the technology of like, hey, we kill this guy. Oh, your fingerprints there, or whatever right. they're oh, yeah. scanning. We, we have yeah. pictures of you. Yeah, the media itself. I mean, you yeah. kill somebody and you go around killing people wherever you go. You're like, oh, they, we've got a vicious uh, killer on the loose. Right. Everyone, look out for this guy, and then you get your own nickname, and everyone's looking out for you. <laughs> well, and, and also, how many science fiction places have just have cameras all over the place? Yeah. Right. Advanced, the more advanced your technology is, the more cameras seem to go along with that. Sure. Mm-hmm. And not, and and you know, mm-hmm. if you take a science fiction setting that's modern, that, as in created recently, it's going to take into account that everyone's got a computer in their pocket that yep. also is a, is a video camera and can stream live on the internet. And, 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 and has a GPS and that's, right. And that, I think, is the key mm-hmm. word. is It's it's not necessarily that it's any more illegal. It's that there, there seems to be more accountability Yes, right. In a, in a, in a modern setting or a yeah. science fiction setting yeah. because you are, there is no way to... More opportunity for accountability. It's hard. It's GM still has to do unless it. You, unless you can go back and rewrite yeah. the precogs or you can set off a tachyon right. explosion that, that hides the precog's abilities so you can commit a crime oh, during that moment. I love that movie. Very Watchmen moment. Everybody, anybody, anybody, look it up. Uh, you, you, are, you are stuck with the technology of the time watching your every move. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, so there's an accountability 
again, the, 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 the L5R is a great example. So you can't just murder somebody in the streets because there's 300 cameras plus robots that don't forget anything watching you. Exactly. Fantasy world, you kill somebody, you walk around the corner. Best case, if no one saw you, you're free. Yeah. Maybe they might pull a wizard in who over a couple of days might be able to cast some spells and get some idea who might have done it. Or, or depending on the circumstances, they may just assume, oh, he got attacked by wolves, or yep. there's yeah. orc bands in the forest, maybe they got him. But yeah, science fiction, You've got a man. thousand alibis or other mm-hmm. potential other right. potential murderers. And, uh, and of the 300 bodies that were dead in the street that night, you know, that's just one of them. That, yeah. it's, it, it's, people died from, you know, open wounds. They cut themselves, cut, cut themselves on the horseshoe and they're dead the next day. I mean, it, yeah. it, people die all the time in those things. So things. it's not necessarily the morality, it's just consequences. It, You're going to have more of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure, what's this question? How do you, how do you, how do you deal with that? I think that I think we answered it by saying you know mm-hmm. there's going to be more consequences when you well, kill I people. Well, I think yeah, and I think you can also the way you set up society like it doesn't always have to be hey you're going to get caught. Like if you set up a society that's built on morals and a certain code, like I think that's the most important thing in L5R, and that's the thing that makes it work is there is that samurai code. Right. So if you build something like that into your game without the cameras, without the repercussions, or that you're going to get caught. You can kind of uh, help your players create characters that are morally good, that are kind of like paladins. See, the thing with this is the way he set it up. He said, "Oh, these are paramilitary underworld bosses." Mm-hmm. So that immediately sends a message to the players that yes, people can get killed, and yes, you can get away from it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's something he needs to change. Is instead of having underworld bosses or paramilitary, maybe rein that back a little bit. Have security forces or actual police personnel trying to apprehend and not necessarily kill and gun down mm-hmm. in broad daylight. Yeah, that definitely kind of adds to the moral conundrum, because like, yeah, these are guys doing their jobs, <laughs> like, you know, what he was saying about the um, the contractors on the Death Star, like, they're just there doing their jobs, it's not necessarily, and if there are the police force in the city that are serving a better purpose, maybe they don't always do the right thing, but they're trying to, mm-hmm. suddenly that adds a whole other layer that will hopefully... Or, or maybe you, you go from the... Maybe you go from the um, mob bosses hitmen to the mob bosses lawyers, right? Who are now harassing you? Well, right. Okay, you're being served constantly. I think. Let me just read this once and see if you guys agree with me. Is this uh, uh, How much do you need to consider that your brilliant plan to blow up the wall or the bank may kill nine to five security guards standing standing by? Yada yada. Uh, the, the pressure. Uh, He's asking about the morality of it to the to the character. That's my point. Yeah. How, I think what he's trying to get at is how do you how do you keep it fun when there's all these consequences? Right. right? Well, you because at, at some point you end up punishing your characters for doing no, for doing bad things. I think you're oh. what you're doing is you're making for. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, because I mean, all right. One of the things is if you put limitations on characters. You can find fun in there. It's like a, a leverage. Uh, the show. Um, there's a lot of things that they can't do, so they have to find another way to come around it. Now, if that's not the playstyle the players are interested in, then maybe that's a conversation they need to have. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's not, oh, I, I don't want to have to plan and scheme to blow up this wall. I get the feeling they may not even know that that's an option or it's a choice. They're just so used to torturing the cobalt for information that it doesn't even occur to them. As you but should. there's cameras and stuff everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, even even in Vampire, there's a humanity yeah. rating. Sure, you know? yes. There's there's yes. a morality thing that even if you're just a munchkin who just cares about about 
about the stats on your character sheet. There's certain things you won't do because you don't want to lose your com- humanity. Because at some point you just give your character right. sheet up, right? I'm a, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a question of you all. Like like when you first, we we're all sort of raised on fantasy games, right? Mm-hmm. Where you mm-hmm. when you did your first sci-fi game or your first modern day game, was it a shock to to you about how to play things and how you could do things? I could text people. It was amazing. That well, because you're you're young. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Currently, that is a thing. Yeah. I always forget about that. Well, I started with Star Wars and Eclipse phase, so there wasn't much change. There. So you went from science fiction to fantasy, not the other way around. Yeah. I, was, I found it to be challenging. In the in the I didn't give you a chance to answer, but I, get, I found it challenging because you're going from, you know, being Conan or Elric or whatever, and, and swinging the sword with no consequences. There's magic. Everybody just accepts there's magic. There's sorcerers to the real world where you're spending time trying to haggle for a cab or pay your rent or. Uh, uh, you kill somebody and the cops are there, and how do you talk your way out of a situation? And it was, it was a, I guess it was fun, but it was a whole different kind of situation yeah. and fun. And I'm not sure, I have, maybe his players aren't prepared for that. It's like, so you killed somebody in the streets, the cops are there, what, what would they do? You know, what, well, of course they showed up. You killed somebody, and they're like, well, this isn't fun. Well, yeah, I mean, you can, as the GM, you can, like, just, just this last Wednesday, one of the things that Kurt does when he's running games. Where it's high level vampires with players who haven't played a lot of vampire, myself <coughs> once run some but not played. Uh, Twenty two sessions of running. Okay. <clears throat> okay, but one of the things that he will do is he may, he goes under the assumption that all of the characters have common sense, so he'll stop and he'll say, "Okay, in this situation, and it, you'll, if you're you say this to this prince, one of these is the likely outcomes." Not anything good that you think might happen. <laughs> Are you sure you want to say that? Because you still can. Right. So if you get into that situation where you know the party comes into a comes into a city for the first time in the traveler game you're running, and they've been playing D and D their whole lives, and they say, "Oh, I'm going to go up to the, the nearest guy and I'm going to shoot him." Yeah. Okay. Stop. Okay. Now this is not a fantasy game. There are guards here, but guards are a little different. Um, if you do that, there's going to be repercussions, and they're going to be long-lasting. You can shoot them. I'm you not can. saying you can't. You, sure, you totally can. But I just want to make sure you know what the repercussions are going to be before yeah. you do that. Because rather <clears> than <throat> saying, the game is now going to take a, a right turn, and it's going to become a a session-long chase that's going to end in imprisonment, and then eventually <laughs> a prison break. If, if you're that's lucky, where you want to go, that's fine. Execution. You can totally do that. But... If you guys are here in town to talk to the guy you say you're here to talk to, maybe shooting that guy you walk up you walk up to in the street is not the best, oh, the best bad idea. Yeah, it's, it's the classic. Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, yeah. I think that's actually the answer he's looking for in this because I I, I completely get it. You, when you are when you're in a modern day Saturday fantasy, okay, Firefly is a great example. There are planets where law was. You know, remember one of the first episodes where they're like dropping the food off and they shoot the hat off the guy mm-hmm. and all that. A completely lawless scenario. Sure. But there's other situations where the laws were different. Yeah, the closer they, you get to the core, the yeah. more lawful yeah, Right, or planets, right. or, or yeah, it could even change city by city or district by district. <coughs> so and that's something to be very aware of, I think. And you need to make your players aware of that, too. It's like, you know what? You are in this district of the city that's controlled by the mob. Mm-hmm. You can do anything you want. Nobody, there probably won't be any repercussions. They might blackmail you, but there won't be any repercussions. Right. However, you're in the city that's a gated community. It's it's 
Brentwood, yeah, yeah, you're uh, there's there's probably 300 cameras on you at all time. <coughs> you sure you want to shoot them? Right. I think that stuff needs to be made clear to the to the players because otherwise, and, and and give them that out. Don't just punish them. Don't just say, "Aha, you just killed somebody," and now all the cops show up, which is what I used to do when I was a 15 year old douchebag GM. You need to let them know ahead of time that there are going to be repercussions, and keep reminding them of that. Otherwise, you're a douche. Mm. They're a douche. Everybody's a douche. Everyone. You, you have Party. nobody's douches. had fun. Yes, yeah, so douches. Hand them Everyone had douche. Make it rain <laughs> douches. <laughs> rain and douches. Yes. <laughs> to answer your question, uh, the first time I, I <clears throat> we went from from fantasy, it was to traveler. Sorry, now I'm back up. It was to tra- it was from fantasy to traveler. Religion. Answer my little, question. Little yeah, about the. I wasn't running, I was playing. And the GM did a kind of a gotcha thing just like that. Because hmm. we were in a situation uh, where we were on a planet sort of in the neutral area between the Zodani and the Imperium. And we were mm-hmm. Imperials. And uh, we did something, yeah, it was in the Spinner Marches. We did something that offended and set off a. Diplomatic incident and stuff. <laughs> because you, you know, incident. we the week before <laughs> I had been right. a thief. That that's kind of where I'm going with that. I, if you, I mean, yeah, um, that's it, it's apples and oranges. They're both role playing games, but the but the they're completely different animals. Yes, and you cannot behave the way you do. I guess depending on the character you make. Yes, there's exceptions to every rule. You cannot and, behave that way in a modern game like and, you do in a fantasy game. And uh, there's there's I mean there's a. Lot of leeway in there too. I mean, That's there, there are games when you can. Savage Stalker off oh, something um, says in the chat room. I generally treat these innocents quote as off-screen extras that uh, that movies don't show until it's relevant. Marvel movies have fights destroying New York, but nobody is getting crushed by debris until we see a scene of Cap saving someone. So that's an interesting way to handle it. And um, Zach from SD says, I don't see how looser morals tie directly to fantasy. Look at the L5R game. I can't recall one bit of law-breaking before the PCs became Ronin. And even after that, the tone changed to, 40, ch- the tone changed to more like 47 Ronin, which is more vigilantism than law-breaking without consequence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 but, I th- but I think that L5R stands out as an exception of fantasy games. Well, and I think that that's kind of an example of you know, h- how that system is set up, like we're talking about kind of like the, the many paladins, the samurais, you know, with this stringent moral code that they can't break without consequences. Like the paladins in D&D, like if they break their moral code, suddenly their god's not happy with them, they don't have powers anymore. Yep. Like there's very real consequences to that as well. Or there should be. Right, and there are in L5R. Like if edition. we, yeah, if we break the, the code, the samurai code, then, like that, like dishonor on us, dishonor <coughs> on our cow, dishonor on all this Not stuff. Dishonor on your daimyo. Cow? They dishonor your cow? Milan? Anybody ever see Milan? Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I bring quality people. Um. You, you will bring on to us all. <laughs> I will bring on to us all. You will bring on. <laughs> I'll make a man out of you. <laughs> 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 all right. <laughs> I think we've zeroed. The, the, but I, I do think that L5R is an exception yes. to that. I mean, no. there are characters with morality in, in, in fantasy role-playing games. No, absolutely. They're usually paladin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and usually because they have to be. <laughs> and even then. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, 
All right. Thank you very much there, Steve from SoCal. And I think we're going to hear from you again. The uh-huh. Grimace. Oh, uh-huh, yeah, because I don't think we actually answered his question. He, he has a lot of examples. I'm not even actually sure what his question was. It's I think we did. I think we did. We had right, a lot enough. of different aspects of it. I think it was very... If, if we didn't, he'll email again and call us after. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> They're good at that. <coughs> Excellent. Next email is in defense of D&D. Do you want to read this since you're the, the guest? Mason? Sure, yeah. I'll go ahead and all right, this is from Simon from Seattle. Mason reading Simon in Seattle, that's a lot of S's. Simon in Seattle, slippery guy. All right, <laughs> dear Council of Murder Hobos, I want to write a nice intro thanking you all uh, for the advice and laughs you give to all of us. But then I remember why I started writing this. D&D, you guys and gals always start giving it crap. I no. got into this hobby for 4th edition, and I ran several great campaigns with it. It's a point of pride, and I just can't let it go. Let it go. <laughs> no, no, not that. no. While D and D is no longer my first choice, what happened? Where'd you go? He started uh, listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it is usually the first step for many into the hobby. Right. There is so much content that can be easier to get into than Fate or GURPS. Uh, character creation doesn't intimidate players with an overabundance of skill points or of skill point allocation, or put shy players on the spot with role playing requirements. Yes, combat is long, but it is becoming increasingly evident that blame is sitting more with the GMs. What? Oh, no. Oh, them, them's fighting words. Yep. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> no. This well, is <laughs> with 5e, maybe, not 4e. 4e was... We'll get into that. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, hopefully. All right. This is a game of attrition where a small team is set up to go 10 rounds with various baddies before getting exhausted enough to be challenged, uh, to be challenged by the boss at the end. Dramatic stories where combat happens maybe once a session means you will always have a group with full resources against an enemy of greater or equal strength. Page turning. Page turning. We're on page three now. You're following along at home. <laughs> Dramatic, isn't it? I gave him the big paper. He's got the big boy paper. <laughs> uh, you're inviting long strategic engagements by doing that. Combat should be quick and decisive while driving and be driven by the story. I'm going to underline the word should. Should. Because that's an important <laughs> word right there. Should. Okay. Should be. There's, gonna be a quiz at the There's actually store. two. Should be. Just so we are all clear on the fact okay. that things How many is there again? should be. The problem D&D has is the same every uh, system has. A GM guide section or book. The best thing a GM can have is an idea of the kind of story his players want and house rule the game accordingly. As hard as the... As the bleh, 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 bleh. How's that? Bleh, bleh, bleh. Bleh, bleh. Mm-hmm. Bleh, bleh, bleh. As hard as the guys try, they can't account or advise for every group, which is why the show exists. Right. Uh, people have been telling stories for as long as humans have existed. Fellow players or podcasts like this are far better instruction instructors. Maybe D&D wasn't great, but that was just because it wasn't a great fit for the story. I'll listen, uh, I'll listen to everyone's opinion about anything, but if a guy tells me his car drives like shit, and then I see him back out of my driveway while uh, trying to steer with his ass cheeks, <laughs> I'm going to question if it's really the problem with the car. I actually meant to comment on ship combat and other things, but this got away from me. I'm not sure I even articulated well enough, but I'm arguing points. Don't worry, I'm here, buddy. Uh, about playing make-believe, so I think uh, the threshold has crossed a while ago. Uh, thank you for your patience. Sincerely, Simon from Seattle, Old Nimrod on the forums. Nice. And he spelled Nimrod the biblical way. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would agree that 
if you think of all role-playing games as anal sex, D&D is the rim job. It's the gateway drug. Okay, you start with the <laughs> Wait, no. I feel like there is... I know. That's I know. Not There's the level. That. So you start? Wow, you uh, <laughs> Not even dinner. No. Nope. Rim job. D- that's right. Well, D&D is not the dinner. No, D&D is definitely not the dinner. It's the, the dinner is at least like second The dinner base. is like watching Star Trek. That's the dinner. If you're talking, but that's that's getting far afield from the. the, the I think the, I know what you're trying to say, Stu. It just was <laughs> just you went. But that's went really right the there. only thing I agree with. That D and D is like a rim job. Other than that, I don't yeah, mean to put words weird. in his mouth here. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put everything else in his mouth. But I mean, he he makes my point for me right here in his own words. Okay, which is. The best thing the GM can have is an idea of the kind of story he wants to play and house rule the game accordingly. Well, he listens to our podcast. He likes our ideas. If you. Not all. A, a not all games need to be house ruled. True. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you. And I agree, you pick the right game for the right kind of thing you want to run. Yes. You yes. may ha- not have to do any of it at all, mostly. Yeah. Agreed. But the problem is. Not of the story I want to tell. The problem is of the session I want to run. I want to run a session that has some Mm role-playing, a combat, and some role-playing. If I'm playing 4th edition D&D especially, I will have some role-playing, a session and a half of combat, (laughs) and then some role-playing if everyone's still awake. Yes. Okay, but you know... Wait, 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 wait. But that's 4th. 5th is better. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely better because I just finished up a fifteen twenty. I don't know how many sessions it was. Yeah, we did. That, I think eighteen. Okay, and it got better, but it's a, as the levels start getting up, it starts getting worse again because the hit point, the amount of hit points, yes. start climbing and climbing and climbing, and it's a battle of attrition again. It, yeah, and it just okay. it just starts slowing down. It got to the point near the end, and I, we had five players. Mm-hmm. Uh. Near the end of the session uh, of the of the thing, I was really reluctant to run a combat because we only played for two hours of time, mm-hmm. and there wouldn't be enough time to do a bunch of story and have the combat in. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? I completely understand where you're coming from, and it is this is going to sound so douchey. This is a mistake that people make with D and D. They think I need to have combat every single session, especially oh, no. higher levels. The problem is your characters are. I'd like to amend that. I think that's a mistake people make with every game. You yeah. carry you on. Don't, okay, that's fair. Uh, yeah. When you get to the higher levels, there's a reason you're the heroes of the land. <coughs> it shouldn't be. Here's a new band of people that is just strong enough to challenge you every session. Yeah, that should not be there. They should have uh, a big bad evil thing that they are working towards that will challenge them in one knockdown drag out fight, and then you'll have smaller pot fights where it really is just an exercise of you getting used to your powers, and the amount of damage you're dealing is negated by how much they can take. It, it Combat should be faster as you get higher level versus longer, because you shouldn't actually have a challenging fight every week. I, I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how the, the game's written. Because well, they, they, they assume that you're going to have a certain... Don't they assume you're going to have a certain number of encounters? Per, per level. Per level? Yes. Per, per level. Per okay. level. level. Right. Not per session. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, I mean, most of our sessions didn't have combats because they couldn't. This okay. This we is, talk a lot. Yeah. And that's fine. That's a great way to play the game. This is one of the reasons why. Yeah. Hold that. Play with that. Here. 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 This is one of the reasons why 
<laughs> I, I tend to prefer older editions of the game. What? Wait. I'm our OSR correspondent. Um, <laughs> hello. Um, That's true. Actually, actually. I'm sorry. Because, okay. You gave, you did that. You did that. I didn't ask for it. That you did that. I didn't say anything about it. Anyway. I think I just agreed to it. Okay, I'm sorry. You think what? Nothing. Oh, gosh. Okay, so in the older version of the game, Advanced D&D 2, Advanced D&D 1, uh, before that. Mm-hmm. Basic, yeah. Basic, more. yeah. Uh, Expert edition. That is, that's no excuse. Folks don't just True. disappear from existence. That's right. <laughs> and with all the retro clones, you can... Anyway, um, first yeah. of all, your hit points were lower. You got fewer hit points. Oh, At ninth level, you stopped actually rolling hit dice. You got plus one or plus two hit points. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? In original D&D, and I just recently realized this, in original D&D, every level, you rolled your total hit dice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you were sixth level, when you hit sixth level, you, you, rolled, rolled, six? you rolled all six. Really? If it was higher than what you have, <clears throat> you kept that total. If it was lower, you just stayed where you were. No kidding. That's why I no had no kidding. Two, three, four, wow. five, six. No. Well, okay. Now that changed with AD&D? Well, okay. Yeah, it did. Okay. Um, Original D&D is very open to interpretation. That's oh. one of the popular interpretations. <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah, cuz but it is but it is the, the, the Yeah, but it yeah. is the way that my understanding is most people played it and my Swords and Wizardry game that's the way I'm I'm going to, to do it. Right. Um, and and also on top of that, when you got to name level, the campaign that you were running generally changed a bit. It went from going and delving in dungeons and fighting demons and stuff like that, to um, building strongholds, mm-hmm. to, you know, building your church, assembling your thieves' guild, getting your followers together, mm-hmm. and taking on a much more, um, as he just said, a leadership role, instead mm-hmm. of a, I'm going to go out and slay dragons still. Now you've got teams of people that you can send out to go slay, slay dragons and stuff. And I think that... Getting rid of those all the stuff things. that you would have dealt with before. Now you're all your hirelings or whatever are yeah. dealing with that. Yeah, and all of those things, I think, taking <clears> them <throat> out of the game, have hurt later editions and caused a lot of these problems that we see. Who says they're out of the game? I mean, once again, like he points well, out, it's based on the GM. The GM that's can true. have that. They the GM can, can totally have that. But, but I was in there as late as fourth edition. They talked about how for this mm-hmm. power level you should be doing this, and this power level you should be doing that. I, I never played fourth. Well, that's <laughs> no, I mean, I, you don't have to. You could just skip the second edition Dungeon Master book. I have, I have all the I have all the books. I never played it. I skipped from second. To the, the the crux of the biscuit is that fifth. at certain levels you should have been doing certain things at certain levels, and you should have a certain amount of magical. There were so many constraints about how this thing was designed to run well mm-hmm. that it wasn't fun anymore. Like, you ran into that. It was like, well, I, I'm not assigning enough magical items. Apparently you need enough plus two That was a, that was a that f- idiosyncrasy with fourth edition. Yeah. I, I get that. <laughs> I gave a bunch of magic items and no one could use any of them. And, 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 and I'm using, <laughs> I'm using that fourth. as, as yeah, one, yeah, one of the flawed fourth. examples. But there, but there are many, many others. You're you right now saying... Uh, well, at this level, you should be doing this kind of campaign. I should be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't tell me what kind of campaign I you should do be doing. Every I want to do whatever I want. Yeah, by all means. And the GM should also be able to run whatever game he wants. Don't. There shouldn't be a should. And, and he can, in, but maybe it shouldn't be in D and D. Yeah. Play <laughs> okay. There you go. Well, and I think like 
and we've talked about it before. Like he says, while D and D is no longer my first choice, it is usually the first step for many into the hobby. It is and absolutely D and D one hundred percent gets credit for that, and it one hundred percent gets credit for bringing me back into the hobby because when we did our fourth edition game in the years ago, um, like that's what brought me back into the hobby, and I think fourth edition specifically. For all its flaws, we've talked about the power cards. It was perfect for people like me who were transitioning yeah. from MMOs mm-hmm. yeah. into tabletop. It was it was, it was designed I, it was for, it was designed for, for that to yes, capture that's exactly what the it was. MMO crowd. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it pulled in. We, I mean, we got a lot of people playing. Like a bunch of people who were in our WoW guild all started playing, and we sat down in combat the first time. We we're like, oh, we know this, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was just like boom, boom. Like you're, I know how to play the cleric. Oh, I'm I know, the tank. I okay, I yeah. know exactly and what like, to do. Yeah. Tactics were there and. You know, and it was you know for a bunch of people who'd never, (laughs) yeah, and for a bunch of people who'd never done it, we sat down and it felt familiar, which I think it it deserves definite credit for that. And I will never ever play fourth edition again for any reason, but (laughs) yeah, but it did a lot, and that's why I'm sitting at this table. So right, preach done. Okay. Oh, also, um, Stalker came up with the best thing. You are our OSR correspondent slash coffee maker slash dice polisher. You got a promotion. promotion. I got a promotion. You, you got a lot of labels. <laughs> wow. Does that mean I get more keys too? No. Oh. That's actually. Wait, do you have keys? I still have a fondness in my heart for Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I, I really, and, and in fact, I played it a couple of years ago at, at Tim right. Graffham's house, and it was just like putting on that pair of jeans you've had for a long time. You're like, ah. Oh. They just fit well. I knew what to do. There were some questions. I knew that I get magic missile and it hits every time I hit it for a d6. I mean, everything was there. It magic, all just came right back. I'm like, ah, oh. and it was fun. It was fun. But despite all of its flaws and its warts and all of that, and maybe maybe because that's still really streamlined and there's a lot of flexibility in the rules. He did a bunch of house rules because. That, like you say, the book's only that thick. And you, you have to read a lot of Gygax if you want to <laughs> actually know well, that. It's much easier to make stuff up. It, and, and, but it was just, it was a lot of fun. And, and it was just neat going back to something that I, there was a zeitgeist to it. Yeah. It doesn't sound like you were, you were in love with D&D or Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. You are in love with his house rules. No, I was in love with, I'm in love with that, that. It brought up a lot of memories. It's like listening to an old song, okay. like, you know, like you're the, you know, from the 80s, well, for you, from the 90s. Maybe the 2000s. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you're like, oh, it just took me back. Duran Duran, love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Union the name is of Rio the Snake. See, Sorry. we're doing Different Rio, songs. and they're doing <laughs> Union of the Snake, which is like 13 years later. Uh, <laughs> well, how many guys have actually played 5th edition? You guys have, right? Mm-hmm. I have. You've played 5th? I have not played 5th. I want to run a game for you. I would love to run a 5th edition game. Maybe get you on one of our shows. Yeah. Awesome, I'll play a bard. I played a caster. <laughs> yeah, actually, bard, bard is useful now. <laughs> I was a guest on his show. I tried uh, his won't be. Yeah, his won't be. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to play a caster, and I immediately remember why I didn't ever play casters. Because <laughs> you stand in the back, run out of power. No, I'm terrible at it. I'm anymore. so bad. you got to know a lot of rules, too. Yeah. yeah. Well, so they, they take up all the best parts in 5th edition. They took the best parts from 4th, 2nd, and basic, just rolled it all together, and it is... In my opinion, the best version of D and D, and I've been. Playing I agree, it is the best version of D and D. I absolutely agree with that. I love the fact they got rid of pluses for this and minuses for this and pluses yeah. for this and minuses for this, it's there, but and they it's just so have the advantage and disadvantage now, right. and it's very easy to calculate and it speeds things up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Advantage and disadvantage is a really nice mechanic. <clears throat> I ju- I just wish that the power curve as you mm-hmm. level up was more like this than like this. 
Yeah. That's the you remember because you got came from GURPS yeah. where, where you could design your own characters and such, and there were consequences in, in combat still deadly. A, a sniper rifle is a sniper rifle, whether you are a, a 40th level paladin or a 4th level paladin. Mm-hmm. It, it can still take you or, out. Or in, in GURPS parlance, a 1,000 point character or a 10 point character, a, a sniper a shot rifle to the head. shot when you're unaware is going to take you out unless you're wearing some kind of incredible super. Yeah. And that's one of the good things they did do with uh, 5th edition is with if you guys play 4th edition you guys know that as you leveled up some enemies just couldn't hit you no matter what they no. rolled. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. And with 5th, if you get hit by a bunch of goblins even if you're level 10 those goblins will still be a problem for you. Right. You're just going to need more goblins. And yeah, they, 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 lowered the <clears throat> they lowered the power curve when it comes to the two hit numbers mm-hmm. but uh, the, when you get in the higher levels the hit point pools start it's getting c- It's because your hit points keep going. But that was in the original... Okay, I can remember... What are they called? Sturges? 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 Yeah, the big Sturges. giant mosquito things? Yeah. 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 I remember as a kid, like we somebody opened a barrel and like 13 of them came out or yeah. something. And we're like, oh, they're just, you know... But you can't hit them very well. And if yep. you do, you hit one, and then there's still 11 of them coming at you. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were like... And I think they like wiped out the party or, almost, or like killed Swarm at least rolls, two people yeah. or something. Yeah, because because you can only kill one at a time if you're lucky, and then these things come at you and they do like one point of damage if they hit you. Right. And there were enough of them, and we were like, you know, we're like third level or something. We were like, holy crap! This 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 like you know, it's like the first time you got killed character. by a rat in EverQuest. It's about the same thing. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. You go outside it, you go like, I'm outside the town. A rat comes up and bites you. You're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same thing. Uh, Cobalt, same thing. You know, mm-hmm. they, you know, it's like one hit point monster, but there's thirty of them. Each hits you once, you're dead. <laughs> Although we felt like at the end of our fifth edition game, I think it was like the second to last one or whatever, right before we did the thing, which I won't say because you might be listening to the AP. Um, but uh, <laughs> we found out that when I jumped, like I fell off a cliff and I couldn't die. I couldn't. It was die. not possible for it her to die impossible from the fall. For me to die from falling off a cliff. <laughs> You fall off a cliff and you're I like, oh no, oh no, drama, drama. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Starting it's taking massive damage? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Like if you take more than half your hit points in one turn, yeah. it takes you right out. I don't think she would have taken half of it. it really? Was, it was crazy. It was just like, we read it, we looked it up because I was like, oh god, I bet I'm dead. Oh no, I get up and brush myself off. I'm fine. I'm cool. It's not a big deal. It's all cool. I actually have a, I actually have a, it's, it's something I've been working on or it's something I brought up before, which is. It, how I test or, or, or ask questions about a system. It's like, it's the falling down the stairs. Okay. So, it, if you fall down the stairs in GURPS, you could die. Sure. If you fall down the stairs in Hero, you can die. Right. If you fall down the stairs in 4th e, 4E, nothing happens. Well, same thing with Mutants and Masterminds. I mean, there's lots of games you can play yeah. where you fall down the stairs, you're not going to die. Right. right. Well, I, But that's kind of the measure. Of the thing. In Savage Worlds, I guess depending on no, you no, you Benny the crap out of that. You could, you right. could. <laughs> but even if you didn't have any Bennies, you're probably gonna end up shaking. Yes, yeah. you're definitely shaking. Which is a very realistic thing. If you fall down the stairs at the end of it, you're like that would, that would that would have to be one hell of a set of stairs to shake you and then give you three wounds. That would be that's one really long. People set die of falling down the stairs all the time. It's the ones from uh, Quasimodo, you know, just coming down. Homer. But anyway, it, it's kind of a good measure for me, which is, you know, because it, it sums up a lot of about what it... If you fall down the stairs in 5e, what happens to you? Probably depends on how high the stairs are. You probably could take a 2d10 damage. Well, we could house roll it. Uh, well, no, you, you get, <laughs> no, if you're a low-level character, it, it could kill you. It could so, it? Yeah, could well, it. So, no, it's hard to die in 5th. That that oh, you, yeah, make those you, have dam- you have the damage. Oh, the, oh the the survival rolls. Yes, yeah. I never those had anyone miss them. I couldn't. No one ever missed any of them. I that just killed just a player this week. Luck. Yeah, or last week. Uh, 
because of the failed survival rolls. So, all right. So, what happens is most characters, unless you're like a barbarian, you're going to have a max of barbarian high end has, we'll say, fifteen hit points. Everyone else is going to have between eight and six. Um, My barbarian would have six, just because that's the way it would roll. And a normal, you know, short sword does one d six, and you're done. Yeah. So if you roll a one on your death saving throws, that counts as two failures. Baseball rules three strikes, you're out. I would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what happened. We had somebody who rolled one fail and then rolled a nat one and new character. I feel you, sister. Level ten character, she had to just do all over. That's rough. Yeah, so that's it is exciting, more lethal though. than four, uh, fourth edition. Okay, yeah. so, right, so, right, so that's a, a good measure, the falling down the stairs rule. It's more lethal than fourth? How oh, did you yeah. Die? I don't remember even remember how you died in fourth. You, do, you literally don't. You it's don't. so stupid. Yeah. Maybe you Second well, winds and... Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're lying there dying and all of a sudden you... <gasps> I'm fine again. Right, and yeah. then you would get like one point back each round. I, was, <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. With your falling down the stairs. Yes. All right. Point out a flaw. No, I'm not at all. Yes. Standard Roman soldier. Standard Roman soldier. Falls down stairs outside of, you know, the mm-hmm. Colosseum or whatever. Mm-hmm. Probably going to die, right? You fell down the Colosseum yeah. stairs, yeah. Definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say a, a flight of stairs. I'm going to say yes because <laughs> I want to see where this argument is okay, going. So right? Okay. right? So we're, yes. saying that, we're saying that that's the test. A, yes. a normal person yeah. falling down stairs could right. probably die. Should Hercules fall down those stairs and die? Yes. Really, Hercules, the he's son o- of remember, Zeus. He's only, he's only half God. But he's a hero. He but he's not in heroic things. He's okay. Samson. Look, a temple short hair fella. or long hair? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that matters. That's it does. He's got a mullet at the time. Yeah. It does. A mullet, so kind of in between. Okay. Well, <laughs> are the stairs made of stone? Are I, they I made see, of wood? I see what you're going My, with. This, what, I'm go, is, what I'm going at is, when you're a high level character in D and D, you're not a normal schmo. You're a hero. Mm-hmm. You're eventually big, and that's what. Yeah, eventually you're supposed to be a. At first, uh, you're like a farm guy with a sword. Exactly, and you can die going down the stairs. Yes. You, you you know you trip and nick yourself shaving, and you bleed out because you only have one d four hit points. Because <laughs> you, you rolled know? badly. Because I rolled badly. Oh god, I I got I rolled one, and I have a con bonus. I have three hit points. Holy shit! Yeah, I've never been more terrified to play a wizard. But, yeah, right? right. Yeah, but when you're up in those higher levels, you're supposed to be something that can defy that kind of stuff. You're supposed to be like movie heroes, right? You know that. Can fall off small cliffs and be like, "Oh, I sprained my ankle. This sucks." I understand it. It's whether you want to play a, I don't want to say simulation this game, but I, I get it. But there still needs to be a mortality involved. Yeah. I mean, a, oh, yeah. a crossbow bolt at long distance to the head or a sniper bolt to the head can kill. Well, maybe not Superman, but can kill Batman just as much as it could kill. Nothing you. kills Superman except for the guns that people throw at him when they're well, out of whatever. Yes. You know, but you know so what I'm saying. Uh, it, which is, it, which is, you know, Batman's mortal, and so is so, or so are you. And, and that sniper rifle should be able to take out Batman and you with Man. equal impunity. Because they had a whole thing where they were shrinking down Kryptonians okay. and firing. <laughs> it's it's excuse a small example. All right, let me try again with something that's a little less what specific. What was the city called? Candor. Can- yeah. Yes, I said it was. So you're great quality people. So. Good, great people. All right. DC. How about just shooting someone in the head should always kill people? That's what, right? All the time. All the time. Yeah, even but if then you're why a you hero. With gods and mystical beings, I mean... 
If you want to play that, I, then, then play, you know, Curbs. Play... I know, I know. It's basic. It's a uh, circuit uh, argument we've had this. And thing. if you sneak up on someone and, and put a cannon at the back of their head, you shouldn't have to roll damage. They should just die. <laughs> should just die. <laughs> Unless your GM's a dick. <laughs> All right. I am, well, I no, am, they should always roll. Because you never know when a one's going to come up. Right now. But that's, that's, just, see, that's the other problem I have with D&D is that yeah, 5% of the time, regardless... Well, it, well, ones aren't actually supposed to be critical failures, right? Not anymore. Rules is written... They're not, but everyone still does that. That's five percent of the time. Yeah. So even if you keep that rule when you're dealing with your big super Conans and and Herculeses, mm-hmm. that's true. Herculei, Herculei, Herculei. Five percent of the time, they're going to do something spectacular that hurts themselves. Herculanums. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Sue, so isn't it? A, oh, sorry. Good. Isn't it a special day? We're supposed to do something. Oh, I totally forgot. Yeah. Oh, is it today? It's, it's today. today. Oh it's today. my God, this is this is so exciting! All right, so years ago when we were first doing this podcast, we used to have years, a, years, a lot of uh, a lot of people that came uh, wrote in from New Zealand, and one of the emails that we had uh, let us know that there was a special day in New Zealand. Uh, to oh, all the New Zealanders, we don't know anything about it. We know nothing about it. And and Stu, with his great accent, pronounced it so well. I think we laughed for twenty five minutes. The chat room's already anticipating. And so, Stu... It's Way Tangy Day! Way Tangy Day! Am I holding it right? Which was the right way? Oh, God. No, the, yeah, yeah right. This is the top. Please, right. for God's sakes, hold this flag oh, up should, the correct way. I should put it behind... I should have it draped <laughs> behind you. You should just drape it over yourself. So today yeah. is your actually New Zealand Way Tangy Day. Happy Way Tangy Day to you. Happy Way Tangy Day to you. Happy Way Tangy Day, dear New Zealand. Happy Way Tangy Day to you. I didn't know it was supposed to be Melody, I'm sorry. You should have informed informed me. Look, I'm not. Do they fold it special? I don't know if they fold it special. They probably, most, I think we're the only ones that fold it weird. Don't let it touch the floor. I, uh, so. It's a long story, and uh, we don't know anything about it. <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> it's a thing, and it's, it's fun to say. It's just part of the Happy Jacks canon. Yeah. It's, it's it's way tangy day, which way is like the greatest way. like turn of phrase ever. It's like a Don Martin sound effect. Yeah. Way tangy, but more than that, it's just it's New Zealand, and yeah. so this guy writes in all those years ago. And if you're still there, if you're still listening, he's not. Yeah. He he rage quit over something I said at some point. Did he? Oh, all right. Everybody does eventually. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but I don't even... Is today actually Waitangi Day? Today is actually Waitangi Day. Oh, that's amazing. Well, actually, that was yesterday in New Zealand. Is it on the other side of the thing? Yeah. Are we ahead of them or behind them? They're ahead of us. Yeah. Oh, we should ask them. So then we're a day late. Oh, yeah, how was Waitangi Day? (laughs) No, it was good. Happy Waitangi Day. Is is anybody there? What's the stock market going to be like tomorrow? Why didn't anyone think of this? Right! (laughs) Wait a moment. Yeah, they're oh, talking. It's, it's I don't Saturday. Think it's not even everybody's, open. Everybody's at the Wikipedia's right now. Way tangy day. How do you spell that? What the f is that? What? All right, gaming with older and younger players from Steve and SoCal yet again. Who would like to read the? Oh, I'll start. Start. Okay, oh. go ahead. No, nope. wait. Let's see how long it is. <laughs> <laughs> not that long. Yeah. Oh, we're talking about the email. Yeah. Oh, sorry. You can read this. One. <laughs> you can read this. One. Go ahead. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for that. <laughs> Gaming with older and younger players from Steve. Oh, it's on SoCal. Monday. Monday, Monday. Oh, is it? Yeah, Mythigo2 says it's on Monday. Dot, dot, dot. Well, this Why is. Why tangy? This is the closest. Else in the chat room was like, that's what she said. Dot, dot, dot. 
Sixth <laughs> of February. Okay, we'll remember that next time. So happy soon to be. Well, this would just this would be the episode. Yes, this would be the episode. This is the Happy Wake Angie Day episode. What's up? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Don't Tangi- lose a good story in the details. I know, right? Wait, Tangy Day is the celebration of the slaughter of. No, never mind. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Of, of the what are we doing? Wait, wait, hang. It, it is kind of their Columbus Day. <laughs> is it? I don't know. The, bring, the bringing of polio to the natives of. <laughs> I don't oh, no. think it's that. Hi, Stu. Let's not and look crew. it up. I don't want to know now. Don't look it up. Stop I'm, it. I'm looking at it. No, don't tell me. Go. Hi, Stu and crew. One of my recent campaigns has inspired me with some thoughts that might be useful for your upcoming con games featuring kid-friendly gaming. The campaign in question includes myself and one other guy who both have decades of gaming experience. Decades. Alongside two middle school-aged boys and one of their fathers, none of whom have any real RPG experience other than occasional video games. Perfect. Hmm. In this game, the newer players are playing mostly melee characters, fighter, paladin, rogue, while we veterans are playing a sorcerer and wizard, respectively. That makes sense. We're having a lot of fun by focusing our spellcasters on support roles, buffing the others, helping transport them into combat range, distracting excess enemies, etc. Basically, we experienced guys get to play a somewhat unusual role by doing almost no direct damage, etc., but helping the kids feel super useful and powerful. The youngsters always land the killing blows and aren't as hampered with rounds simply moving to get into range and so on. I got tired of saying etc. One word of warning, though. While buffing the kids makes them feel powerful, it does tend to wreak havoc on the math side of things. Since half of them spend half the time enlarged or otherwise (laughs) spell-enhanced, we're constantly having to recalculate stats and roll modifiers. Mm. This does encourage them to try to learn and understand the math behind the game, but slows things down and causes some confusion and frustration. Steve from SoCal. P.S. If you couldn't tell, I'm trying to sprinkle in a series of small emails so that I'm not accused of jib levels of verbosity. Thank you. (laughs) Well played. Well played. P.P.S. While I enjoyed my one session in Jib's cop game a couple of cons back, I'm hoping to meet more of you at a future con, assuming I can make it to another. Awesome. I was in that oh. game, and it was it was not a couple of cons back, and it was the last con. But yeah, <laughs> well, he's thinking the email backlog. Yeah, that's true. It's that's true. <laughs> we would love to meet you too. So tell us if you're coming to another con. There wasn't like or con. Steve from SoCal. Steve, all right. I like that idea of th- th- there's a there's a game called Meddling Kids. Mm-hmm. Those meddling kids. I think it's called Meddling okay. Kids. And it's, right. But it's basically, it's like Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. and it's a kids RPG. And one of the characters that's played by the GM, and it's assuming the GM is going to be an adult or one of the parents, uh, is an anthropomorphic animal, animal that yeah. can kind of talk. That, that basically you can help kind of push things when they need to get pushed, or mm-hmm. if they need to get pushed at all. Or you can take it as, as a, you know, a totally background character. So I, and I like that idea of That's great. having the adults take a step back. That's why when, I, when I'm thinking about running the Star Wars game for kids, the, the parents who want to play, they all have to play droids with That's control it, which I was going to bring that up. It's <laughs> <laughs> just the best solution ever, which is like, it's you know, so the, the, your mother's a protocol droid. I, I really shouldn't do that. I have, a, I have a kid signed up for my Swords and Wizardry game. Oh, awesome. Oh, Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you should. When is it? In. Should. Saturday at 2. Okay. Oh, excellent. I might yeah. bring my son to that. 
That's if, if okay, it's a Swords and Wizardry complete game right now. But if a lot of kids show up, I've decided I'm going to prep Swords and Wizardry white box version of the characters because white box is the easier, the easier yeah. version. And if there's a lot of kids, I'll just switch over and use the easier rules. Nice. Okay. That's a good plan. Yeah, I, I'm just looking to play. I mean, I'm going to I'm going to run yeah, the kids thing. So it's ju- it's just going to be a it's just a standard dungeon, dungeon crawl nice. because we but. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Did you draw it on on graph paper and put little hash marks in there? Um, Come on. Uh, on the computer. He's right. got two weeks. It's fine. I know. How old's your son? Ten. Oh, oh yeah. The, the, I think the, the... I assume it was a son. Yeah, he said his son uh, is nine. So mm-hmm. that might be... A good yeah. match. Yeah. Yeah. Kimmy, it's time for you to dust off that laser pony game. Yeah, it is a laser pony. I couldn't play that laser pony game. Well, no, probably not. <laughs> no. no. Not without didn't Casey help you run that? Serious he, he helped me write it, and then I was so hungover he couldn't help me. And then chickened out, yeah. Oh, that was that con. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was better for everybody involved. Our character sheets are holding it back. Yes. Con, yeah. But it was a really oh. great game, and everyone still has the little ponies I made for everybody, so that was cool. Kimmy um, ran a laser pony game and made ponies with their. Cutie marks and everything yeah. for each one of the players. Like one of like, I, I want to see a truly pictures awesome. of this. I think, or if you look on my blog, I have a bunch of okay. pictures somewhere. Let's search laser ponies. But it was like an adult. It was based on the A team. So there's like a Mr. T pony with like a mohawk and a cigar. Oh God, that's right. And like, yes. yeah, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> I want to get in on this game, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Let's make it happen. Right? right? I, do, I do crazy props for she my does. games usually at the cons. So. All right. Uh, dramatic damage from Steven SW. Dear Happy Jack and crew, Stephen S.W. here, the real Stephen from SoCal. There can be only one. Oh, so wow, he's like, also from SoCal. I like how you stack them right next to each other. Dun, dun, dun. This is the order they come in. Stephen yeah. <laughs> Stephen S.W. is from SoCal? I guess so. Yeah. Huh. Good. I didn't know that. It's, maybe it's the Southwest. I think what? it's Savage World. M- maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. No, I, I just... <laughs> I don't know. Talk with him on the forums. Oh, I didn't know I that see. he was in Southern California. That he could kill you, possibly, because he's nearby. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be such maybe a prick on the nice forum. Maybe you should be Tim. Maybe I should he be not quite a dick now. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Oh, I don't know why I'm laughing at that, because I've got before like four we, hours of sleep today. Yeah. Right. Well, awesome. I'm also funny. You are. No, that's... <laughs> It, it, was, on the it was dark humor, and I'm and into dark form, humor. It's so funny. Him, yeah. Yeah. No, he posted the other day. I saw things. We have a forum? Um, sorry, before we get started, there's a question from the chat room. Mason, yes. what is your experience with kid gaming? Uh, I actually have a lot, because I do a lot of the adventure leagues whenever I can get away from uh, the Wednesday games. Um, and a lot of people bring their kids. Yeah. Um, most of them are very anxious and kind of like, oh, yeah, he wants to play, but you know, he doesn't want to be a bother. I'm like, no, bring your kid, yeah, let's it. play. Um, I'm one of nine kids, the eldest of nine, oh. so I'm always running games yeah. for kids. Nice. So, I mean, it's... That's a lot of <coughs> brothers and sisters, I can't even... Mormon, no cable, uh, you know. No cable. <laughs> <laughs> Recovering Mormon, I, we're actually, I think, now with the blue hair. Oh, yeah, I'm not Mormon, no. Uh, <laughs> um, we're actually talking about, not in this con, but in the future, doing like a whole section of kids' games. And then talking about it on the cast, eventually, mm-hmm. like, as a recap. I'd be interested in that, and right. I will... Yeah, and donate a, a kid to the cause, too. I will donate a kid, <laughs> and maybe a GM. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. I woke up in a hotel room, I've been donated a kid. <laughs> scar on my back it's to fine. prove Were you in ice? Yeah. yeah. There's a note that said that you need to call 911 right away. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. That yeah. happened to someone I know, too. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's wild. You know Stork. 
All right, sorry. Stephen SW here, the real Stephen from SoCal. There can be only one. Today, I am writing you about damage. Why most systems have it wrong, and why one system has a very important question in it. I've been reading Apocalypse World 2nd Edition recently in preparation for a game I joined, and it has one really good part of its damage system. It asks and answers the question of when is this going to continue to get worse? Every time I roll When you find stairs. Yeah. Look, it's just a litmus test, all right? That's all. It's not like you have to fall down them every time you see them. I'm just saying. Unless it's funny. Unless it's tune, in which case you do get bonuses for it. (laughs) The chat room is like, now I really want to know if Stu knows a guy that got his kidney stolen. (laughs) (laughs) You see, there's a great deal of drama involved in being hurt and dying. Watch an old western where someone gets shot through the gut and you'll see it in action. They're not dead, they may not even be unconscious, but they are dying. Damage doesn't stop advancing because dice aren't being rolled and attacks have ceased. Damage is a threat and it's impetus for for action. And that's what most games miss out on. Right, you're only mostly dead. Which is not the same as being all dead now, is it? To blame. To blame. Considering your distance, uh, consider your distance and availability of help. If you were to be up in the mountains when you got hurt, could you get help? Now, what if that injury was getting worse? You've been stabbed in the leg while backpacking. It's hard to walk given the injured leg, and you have to worry about infection to boot. Supplies run out, and you are too crippled to go out and get more. The situation worsens. Besides uh, Apocalypse World, another system has a very good mechanic for bringing this kind of drama to the foreground. That system is fate. Fate has a rule called fractal. Basically, it's an aspect can be turned in, uh, into a threat slash enemy. An active volcano can attack you with heat and ash. A stabbed leg can attack your immune system and try to become an infected wounded leg. <clears throat> Contrast this with D&D. You get into a fight in an alleyway and you get stabbed with a short sword. You take your damage and that is the end of things. While optional rules exist for infections and diseases, at least I think they do, they aren't, standards of, they aren't a standard of play. There's no drama surrounding the, the wound. You're fine or you pass out. If you pass out, you may or may not die. And that just uh, isn't how the real world works. As distasteful as you may find it, a flip on the, a flip on the hunting channel, channel sometimes, you will see a lot of animals getting shot, running away, and then being found dead some distance away. You see... Most of them. Yeah, most yeah. of them. If you're a good shot, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or decent. Yes. You see, real life, uh, if real life were like role-playing games, then parents wouldn't need to worry when their kids got hurt. You aren't unconscious, so you'll be fine in a few weeks. But that's not really how any of this works. Fevers get worse, infections spread, vital signs weaken. Even multiple injuries mer- uh, merely speed up the rate of expiration. Imagine a milk jug full of milk. You know, one of the plastic ones. Stab it once. Now you have one leaking hole. Stab it again. Now it's leaking twice as fast. The jug dies at empty, and you want that to happen as fast as possible. So you stab and slash over and over until it's empty. Wow. This is... This guy really hates milk. Really, yeah, he does. He hates milk. He fucking hates milk. That, that <laughs> he milk. hates these cans. Stay away from the oil cans. Oil cans. <laughs> Much like G-Force, it's injury over time which causes death. The more injuries, or Gs, the shorter the time. Thus, injuries should be more akin to countdown clocks. Once they pass from superficial to worsening, the clock starts counting down. Can you save them before time runs out? Now that's a dramatic question. I really, really don't want to play D&D 5e, the infectioning. 
I think I really don't want to spend my time in a bed fighting off an infection. This kind, this roll for cold. It kind of <laughs> it, it kind of precludes the existence of first aid in some ways. Yeah, because <clears throat> it's not that hard to stop a bleeding wound. I mean, unless it's a head wound, those can be kind of hard to, hard to stop. But yeah. anything at an extremity is easy to stop. I mean, if you're going to be bleeding to death, you might lose the arm, but mm-hmm. I can make it stop bleeding. But one cure light wounds and everything's fine again. But yeah, it depends what, what genre. But if you're not playing something with, with magical healing in it, mm-hmm. there's still, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things we do that stop us from dying. Mm-hmm. Vodka. <laughs> yeah, that does it. Yeah. Right. Yes. On the wound. Or feeling. What, 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 did, you oh. think, what did you think I meant? <laughs> what? the hell's wrong with you gay people? But I... I, I I personally like the idea that when you get hurt, you stay hurt for a while. Mm-hmm. I really like that idea. I mean, your character in in the Vampire Game spoilers took a lot of aggravated damage in the last session, mm-hmm. and, and I missed it. Oh man! What's that? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> this is a podcast. I'm sorry. No, I was just whispering to it because I don't want to spoil anything. Oh, okay. Because it comes out next I'm week. Just reminding you. Right. But uh, is your mic on? moments or sounds yes. are very interesting. I didn't say it though. Yeah, I didn't say it. I mouthed, mouthed it. it. Yeah. You mouthed it. Which, I'm a good if you ask reader. any so of my middle school students, that's not talking. <laughs> right. So they're sitting in their class going. Yeah. No. It's yeah. like they got in trouble today. I'm like, you are not talking. Like when the assistant principal has to come into class, like not good. So then it's like mm-hmm. no talking, and they're like, I'm like that's talking. The I'm not making any sounds. Uh uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> the like that. One of my favorite systems, GURPS, someone takes enough damage, mm-hmm. they're going to be hurt, and and it has a game effect on them, as mechanically. You ha- take a certain amount of damage, you start you, you stop being good at some things. Mm-hmm. A lot of games have that mm-hmm. have that built into it, but they kind of abstract it. They don't do it say specifically. Here's what's going on. What he's describing, you know, more more with a something like fate, where you you don't have the granularity of you just use words yes. to mm-hmm. make rules, right? Um, that's no, it's true. That's how I, it's true. That's how I describe it. In the vampire game, if you, get, if you get hurt below, you get like a minus two to dice rolls and things. So, so this whole backpacking thing makes sense. You could, st- it still happens that yeah, you, you're, you're not moving well, as well. You, 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 you still hurt, get that in fate. You take stress, and that has a right. a, 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 a mechanic, a an mechanic actual that, yeah. that applies to your dice. Right. So one level is minus one. But I mean, but in apocalypse, we use words. You, you're hurt. No, well, no. you're hurt, and you're having. You can't go out and hunt down a rabbit, and you're getting. You're start, yeah, starting to death, because, yeah. and you miss him because of the die roll modifiers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there's a lot of games that take this kind of thing into account in different ways. I yes. think, but I do. But I, I personally like it when someone gets hurt. It actually should mean something. Yeah. It should yeah. actually have some kind of lasting effect, especially if it's a serious injury. And you designed mm-hmm. your game system that way. Yes, we're not playing it with that way in the. Current campaign because the current campaign is kind of after so one encounter, yeah. everybody's in wheelchairs, they've got canes, <laughs> eye patches, worst awesome. adventures ever. Just, yes, this yeah. has no ramp to this temple, right? Vast <laughs> 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 Dominions is very pulpy, right? Yeah, very yeah. so you don't, you don't want that, right? No. You want a, a, a quick bounce back, right? You want to be thrown against a wall yeah. and get up and go, ah, there's, also, up. there's also a lot of travel time, ah, okay. so it's assumed you know, you're, you're healing. While you're on ship, here, yeah, but and that uh, and that's kind of the problem I have with this. Which is what normally happens is 
people get hurt. Let's say they get a disease. Let's 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 say they they have a uh, a poison or whatever. Mm-hmm. What what's going to happen is they don't continue adventuring. They find the next inn and say, "How long will it take for me to get over this?" Uh, six weeks. We wait here for six weeks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, you're okay. done. All right, and then they move on. So it, it doesn't have any impact at all. Usually, with it your depends players. on the game. Try yeah. doing it in the vampire game. Right. <laughs> I, it'll be fine. I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying in the McMansion. Yeah, I, but, right. <laughs> but, everything will be different. But things are going on right. around you. <clears throat> so as a GM, that's your obligation to like when they're like, "Oh, we sat for six weeks." Okay, the princess you're trying to save is now dead, dead. from starvation. Right. Like the the world has to keep moving while yeah, we're waiting. Right. Okay, that's awesome. But I'm alive, right? Okay, so yeah. we go somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> right? And that's all that's going right. to happen. Uh, no. I would like to point out I that disagree. the chat room is talking about um, having to roll for syphilis damage. Like, oh my god, those guys. <laughs> We're not playing Fatal. The all right? damage, well, the uh, damage of getting does a Does Fatal have over rules time? for syphilis? I never looked to see if they had. No, because that wouldn't rules. be fun. Why yeah. would you play Fatal if you could get a disease? No. Yeah, because then you wouldn't have to roll for No, but it might be in the book of erotic fantasy. Or something. Nipple diameters. Yeah. Because there, there is a thing. That's a thing in the book of erotic fantasy. I know. It's a D20 supplement. So I. Oh, Tappy told us all about it. I, I, that does not shock no. me at all. I have a copy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it available on DriveThruRPG? I me. Do they I is it, do they I revoke so. their? Oh, Fatal does have rules for syphilis. Yes. Oh, good. Thank you, Keegan. Yay, chat room. I, I you know what? Let's not even ask that. them. Yeah, I, I don't even want to know have why. Have you ever heard the Fatal song? Well, no, you song. mentioned it. Yes, I'll have, have to it. dig it up and find it because Eric Aldrich sent it to me once. Please, let's not give them any more. <coughs> it's terrible. GM Horror Story. Did we answer this? Is it or is he just pontificating about how? I think he's pontificating. Okay. okay yeah. Wait, no, no, no. In the chat room, they say in Fatal, do they just call Rim Jobs D and D too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love playing they Rim Jobs. <laughs> oh, when well, they might actually be looking for other jobs. systems that use a. Uh, you know, lethality. Yeah. Why is it a rib job? A job makes it sound like it's a chore. It's a hand job. It's a blow job. I mean, it's a work. I mean, it should be. It should be like rim fun. Rim, rim fun. <laughs> <laughs> rim shots. Like rim shots. Something like that. Yeah. It's a work again. Yeah, it's a work. I'm going to take your word for that. Oh, but I don't know. Why is it that? We have, why is it so much work? Because it's work. Saying. Hello, Happy it's Jacks like, crew. It's, it's like instead of calling it a hand job, we call it a handy. Yes! It's like, it's, let's change so 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 the Rimmy then. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's right? change the vernacular a bit. A blowy? A blowy. <laughs> Sorry. I use blowy. But a blumpkin's still a blumpkin. But a blumpkin's still a blumpkin. Even after midnight. <laughs> Hello, Happy Jacks crew. I'm. Uh, thank you, by the way, who, uh, whoever it was. Jam uh, uh, Horror Story from Zombie Heart. Hand Hello. time. Hello, Happy Jacks crew. I'm writing a response to season 18, episode 13. Ah, oh, yes, remember it well. Remember that one? Ah, oh, yes. Mm. Where you discuss GMs paralyzing the Good player's times. characters. I would like to share my own experience on this matter. <clears throat> Bearing in mind, this is a GM horror story. Dun, dun, dun. Don't you have a. I have a thing. Yeah. There it is. It's actually me. I. <laughs> It is. That's you. Did down. you pitch and slow, slow it? Huh? You pitched and slowed it? Just pitched it down. Oh, I couldn't tell that that's He just woke up one morning and just did oh. it. Wah ha 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 And then I <laughs> put it like Pitch two octaves lower. <laughs> oh, that's rad. I, I joined the Dungeons and Dragons 5e game, uh huh, that had been going on for roughly a year and made an airheaded gnome druid. All right. Dude, what's up? Dude, I just saw the best 
video of this like surfer guy that's that yeah, it's a long story i'll share the video with you and it's totally surfer talk and it sounds like crush the turtle i mean it's astonishing anyway that's why we was it called the big blue basket no it was worse <laughs> Called Kai. Oh, hold Kai on! Before you start, oh god, season two of The Expanse has started. Is anyone watching it? No, I haven't, no, I won't I haven't watched season one yet. That. Have you seen the first season? No. Read all the books, though. Have you read the books? No, I don't see anything. Then, Never mind. thank you. <laughs> but it exists, and I hear great things. Well, they, they, the my favorite character from the books, yeah, uh, it, it is the uh, um, uh, Indian um, woman politician mm-hmm. of Asarala, and mm-hmm. in the first season. She's the most detestable character ever, but in the books, when you meet her, she is wonderfully, wonderfully profane and completely without fear, and she's awesome. She's one of my favorite See, characters. I really like ever. the Samoan so, Marine myself, but watch the show, then read the books. That's what. That's the order I did it. I watched the the first season is the first half of the first book, and I'm guessing season two is going to kind of finish out the first book. Okay, it's quite popular. It's on the sides of buses I'm reading the and books stuff right now. now. Yeah. I, I was going to wait to watch it until I finished the books. Uh, it's your airheaded gnome. The books. Justin Fowles books. Have you read those? Oh yes. Okay. You okay. Can stay. Uh, <laughs> that was the breaker. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Jason has random, I guess. The the game was set in fantasy post apocalyptic world, a post apocalypse world. Uh, the party went to on to explore a dungeon after hearing about a rumor that told of great and powerful magical objects. We entered the dungeon, and being the min maxers that we are, checked every single wall, corner, and crevice <laughs> for something, oh. some clue or piece of evidence. We found absolutely nothing. No treasure, scrolls, not even a spider, a spell component I was actively looking for. <laughs> I need a spider, man. We moved on to the second floor of the dungeon and found a huge pile of rusty goblets. Being the clueless gnome that I was, I licked the inside of one. My GM took great pride in telling me I was instantly paralyzed. No roll, no save, just paralyzed. Oh, I could not move or speak. I could barely breathe. And the party... <laughs> in the party was a paladin who attempted to cast Cure Poison on me. The GM let him know that <laughs> it's not a poison. <laughs> Next, the warlock in the party tried their dispel magic spell to explore a spell. For anyone not familiar with 5e's warlock, they get uh, the least number of spell slots, but always cast them at the highest possible level. Mm-hmm. My GM smiled and as he replied, <laughs> it is a magic too powerful for you to break. Screw <laughs> <laughs> this, dude. Fortunately for the party, I had previously transformed into a cat, so as to better see in the dark, I told them to stick me in one of their packs and continue Because <laughs> he's a gnome. He's like <laughs> no, he's a cat. Oh, okay, okay. He's a gnome that can uh, wild shape he, into a cat. He, but just, he, he, but said, he, got, he, he said, I had previously transformed into a cat. He was a cat when he got paralyzed. Oh, so he was a cat when he got paralyzed. Yeah. Oh, okay. I missed that part. Well, that's cool, because then they can just like stick him in a bag. That, well, that's what they did. <laughs> two hours later, yes, even after two hours, I was still paralyzed. Oh. The party moves through two full drawn-out maps, searching <laughs> every wall, corner, nook, and cranny they can find, only to turn up with absolutely nothing. <coughs> Finally, the party comes to the final level of the dungeon. A square room with no doors or windows. How do they get in? Only the flight of the stairs that lead down <laughs> to it and a pile of corpses in the middle of the room. The corpses turned to zombies and fight ensued. I sit at the table, cheering on the party as they take down zombie after zombie after zombie till finally a larger zombie emerges and they deal with it like they did with the rest. At this point, 
it's just past 11 p.m. I had work the next morning, and I stuck it out because I believed there had to be some payoff for all of this. The party stuck my petrified cat body inside the larger zombie's chest, and the spell was broken. As I emerged from the gooey insides, I made the obligatory, and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> Comment. Nice. <laughs> Our GM informed us that was the end of the dungeon, and there was nothing more to be found here. Everyone left disappointed at the amount of time that they had wasted searching through the dungeon with it for only to be the end with a single combat, no rewards of any kind. The GM informed me that we would later roleplay out what happened in my character's mind while they were paralyzed. But it was irrelevant, as that was the last session of the campaign, and that we would ever play. Obligatory, sorry email was so long. Obligatory, thanks for everything that you do. And obligatory, I'll take a drink. Take a drink. Well, take, take a drink. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, that's that's unfortunately. Oh wait, sincerely, Zombie Heart on the forums. P.S. I do firmly believe that if the players can do it, so can the GM. And let this be a lesson to all: do not paralyze your players for two plus hours. Mm-hmm. Red herrings are all as, are all right as long as the players are having fun. If you're going to have something happen to a player in your game that is a plot device, that the pl- that the party know so. So they don't waste spell slots or resources trying to fix that player. Uh, P.P.S. There is uh, more to the story involved than GM telling me that I have to play my character evil now, having an argument with them about their player agency, getting into a flame war about dice fudging on the forum, but I decided to leave it uh, just as the relevant bits. Otherwise, it's all there on the forum for the internet to see. Nice. So, like, your campaign didn't just end, it went down in a blazing... Uh, flaming, I like yeah, the flazing glory. Flazing, flazing glory. And a rich of Forum glory. Nice. Uh, yeah, that's the thing about these horror stories is you learn more about what not to do or what to do from yeah. these things than you do from, or, the, or you from our say, advice. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Or yeah, you like <laughs> shamefully go, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bad encounter design right there. Or just, just not aware. It's like the guy isn't even aware that that one of his players is a cat in a bag for the entire rest of the party and doesn't hours. seem to Sat care. There doing nothing. nothing. And, didn't and he didn't game. notice, did, or or and maybe he noticed but didn't care. It's yeah. worse than but bad design. It's bad GMing. He's not even aware that his player isn't having fun. That nobody's having fun. Yeah. He's thinking they're all having a, a bitchin' time, whereas the guy in the bag is literally somebody let the cat out of the bag. Somebody let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> Please. Somebody let him know that nobody's having fun. Right. Well, well and it might be something... So to speak. We don't, so to speak. Yeah, go ahead. We, we don't know that he wasn't having fun. I mean, yes, he did say he sat there for two hours, but he said he was also cheering on the party he, and rooting for all them, he so. could do. Yeah, that's all he could do, but he wasn't like... Moping, like, can't well, wish I could fight. But that's what he says. He okay, says, yeah. I, I believe you need to stick it out because he was hoping that something would happen. Like, there'd be some big yeah, reveal, like, like Gladriel shows up and hands you all <laughs> magic rings, and you know, you can you see into the, the fairy realm. Generally <laughs> speaking, we don't get GM horror stories when players are having a whole lot of fun. <laughs> Fair enough, but you only nice. know it's a horror story till the end of the game. I mean, yeah. he was right. waiting. Well, he was waiting for it to not be a horror story. He was like, surely art. I will be rewarded for Those being a cat in a bag. And then, and then it turns out. Nope. It's like reading Watchmen. You know, it all makes zero sense. You're like, why am I reading about this guy on a boat and this painter? And then at the end, you're like, oh my god, it's amazing. Is that what that was about? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, and I mean. I could see if it was something where the GM had planned, okay, this is how they're going to break the spell, and they, like, never figured it out. Like, we've all made that mistake. Like, the 
there's only one way to solve the problem and they sure. never figure out what that problem is. Right, right. And that's like a GM mistake that we all at some point make. But it sounds like there wasn't a solve for this at all. Yeah. There wasn't anything. Yeah. There was a, they, they didn't get treasure or anything. Even the people that weren't yeah. cats in a bag right. got nothing. The solve was at the very end, you put the paralyzed people in the chest of the boss that right. you just yeah. killed. Yeah. GM is just really back trying to take over the character. And and right. How great was I? How great uh, was that? And they're all... He should, write, he should write a book instead of run a game. Or how not to run games. Yeah. Take <laughs> this guy. Take himself out of the gene pool, yeah. <laughs> not because you pay money for the book and then you're even more ripped off. It should have <laughs> some time. Right. I Don't run like I me. have the opposite problem. I'm so concerned with my players having a good time that I, that I think it sucks every time I run a game. This guy is so oblivious that he thought everything was fine. Mm-hmm. How, I, or maybe he was trying to play it off. Mind blown. I don't know. Like maybe we just put a guy in a bag. You didn't even give him like it wears <laughs> off bag. after half an hour. You're fine. He let them stay in a backpack See, for the remainder of the game. How do you not? <laughs> yeah, like wait until they put him in the bag, and that's the solve. And, and then, then he brings and then back. you get you get no reward. You get nothing. <laughs> Zilch, not like a, a potato bag. Bump yeah. Arms out the side, legs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you get God. to watch your party. And first of the party win. One yeah. winded. Winded. Yeah. Whew. Uh, I'm getting incensed for him. And another thing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So we have a few minutes left. Did we want to talk about our stuff coming up at Strategicon? Or do we want to wait for that next week? Oh, yeah, we can go do that. Orcon? This time with actual orcs? No. Probably not. I mean, I'm not holding my breath. Orcon, now with twice as many Many orcs. 50% more orcs. orcs. (laughs) It it needs to happen. I want the t shirt. That would be a fun I, I went to Oricon and there weren't, I don't know, all my, I got, yeah. all I got was this lousy t shirt. My Oricon shirt has a big unicorn on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running anything. That's right. Do it. <laughs> I'm running a Swords and Wizardry game That's at so. 2 p.m. on Saturday. Saturday. Uh, be I, there. Or be square. Sabado gigante. Sabado gigante. El fuego. Sabado en fuego. Uh, I reached out to Frog God Games, mm-hmm. who is the publisher of Swords and Wizardry. Frog God. Frog God. Frog God. And the guy that answers um, the emails off the contact form. Frog God. Mm-hmm. Is, <laughs> that's distracting. <laughs> Stop it. Funny, though. Is, uh, his name is Zach, and he's a listener of the show. Oh, oh awesome. Oh. Hi, so Zach. He was, yeah, hi, Zach. Hey, hi, Zach. <laughs> I told him I would mention him on the show. Hey. Yeah. Hi. Um, just so, so he could prove that you were actually on it. You were just asking for free stuff. Yeah, totally. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I made sure I sent him my first my, my contact was the my happyjacks.org email just oh. so that you know that's why you want me to forward it right yeah and I want you yeah okay change the forwarding uh, anyway wait we get email you want one no I have like six I don't want more but I just well I can forward it to something else though. yeah it's it's a forwarder so it, it's it one use and then someone actually sees that oh you're at outlook.com oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> right um, but he's going to send me a bunch of stuff to give out to players of my game. And also to give out on our during our live show. Nice, very cool. So he's there. Um, uh, have you guys all heard of Eric Tankar? He's a he's a blogger, mm-hmm. does a bunch of old school blogs, stuff like that. He created this thing called Swords and Wizardry Light, which is a really toned down introductory version of Swords and Wizardry. Calorie free. Yeah, yeah, totally calorie free. It's low cal. Um, None of the buds and all of the piss. That's right. <laughs> he's going to send me a bunch of uh, folios of that. And uh, you know some other, hopefully some other books and stuff like that that I can give out to players and 
our listeners at the show. So oh, that's cool. awesome. really cool. Very and awesome. you know, thank you to Frog Dog Games yeah, for that, and, and thumbs up, Zach. Frog Dog, brilliant, awesome. Uh, Tom's in the chat room says he'll be running his Star Frontiers Lego Space Game Friday night and Ooh. Golden Sky Stories Family Time on Sunday afternoon. His Lego games are infamous or famous or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you get to build your yeah, it's a whole thing. Okay. Okay. Can I ask? Well, he is he is he he's the one that did the uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, Fallout. Fallout Shelter. Yes. Yeah. Fallout shelter. Yeah. He, he built like little levels, All little rooms, and Fallout Shelter. Kind of awesome. Yeah, it truly is. Yeah. I have a question for Tomes. Yes. I'm going to ask it, and maybe when he hears it in like three seconds or ten seconds or whatever, he can yeah. answer it. Um, and maybe you guys know. He games. Wouldn't answer it by now. Go ahead. <laughs> 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 you won't. Ruby. Uh, I know, right? Uh, games on demand. Does that run all day? Saturday. Uh, right. Uh, he said on here. Uh, is it all day on Saturday? Games or? on demand Saturday. Uh, is it? I'm assuming it's all day. Because I was thinking, I didn't sign up to play a game at the 9 o'clock slot. I could go in the games on demand and, you know, run some old school stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I didn't know if it was actually, like, does games on demand do it they at start, it starts. They start an hour after, and it's assuming about a three-hour session. Oh, so it'd be like a 10, there'd be a games on demand, yeah. and mm-hmm. I would so run it's for all the people hours. who didn't manage to get yeah. into a game at the time slot. Oh, three oh, It says all day, but expect games to run after slot games. Yeah. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> all right. Do it, Tim! Is also it's in room like, pub groups. He said, do it, Tim! Yeah, I totally will. I think I'll probably do that for um, my... my Nine o'clock slot on yes. on Saturday. You're gonna get pug groups. All the people are like, yeah. I can get up there. I was do at it, Carl's Junior. Do it, Tim. <laughs> there will be room. Do eat. Okay. More like thirty minutes after, but yeah. Do eat. Okay, so. Rad. Mason, you're there, there, right? Well. Are you running games? Yes, I'll be there with the Saving Throw crew. Uh, we've got a bunch of games. We got Black Bag uh, by Wes Otis. He's gonna be running games uh, that Friday. I know Wes Otis. Yeah. Do you? He's no Earl Otis from Fair. True. You know him too. Do is I? That fair? Yes. He's a fair person. No. Oh. But his wife used to be. His wife is a, really? a washerwoman. Really? Oh. Michelle. Uh, Rock. Yeah. Rox- Roxanne's sister. Michelle. Yeah. Oh, Roxanne. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Tall. Tall Michelle. No. No. Yeah. No. You're thinking of someone else. She's oh, yeah. a washerwoman. Well, Roxanne's sister. Yeah. Is a tiny, tiny geek world. Jeez. Yeah. Right. Because I saw his name on Twitter a long. Because he started doing. Uh, like uh, soundscape stuff, mm, yeah. And I, uh, he was kickstarting yep. that stuff on Twitter. I'm like, I know, I think I know someone named Wes Otis. Play Mill Games, yeah. And yeah. I saw him, him and Michelle at one of the cons. They came in when I was playing uh, Dogs of the Vineyard. Yeah, Dogs in the Vineyard, whatever that's called. Yeah. And and I'm like, it is. So yeah. So small world, small world. There you go. Right. So there, he's going to be there. Steve Pope is also going to be there on Friday as well. They'll both be there Saturday. I'll be there Saturday. Um, if you get into my Call of Cthulhu games, I'm not bribing you, but I do have stuff to give away from Chaosia. Oh, yeah. I heard they're doing some support. Yes. At, for the con. They're like, stepping up and doing more support. They're going to be doing uh, organized play, too, aren't they? Is, um, did I hear something about that? It is sort of organized play. They're, they're feeling it out. They're very much pushing to get more GMs and actual scenarios, which is what I'm, I'm writing for, is to have con scenarios. Is it going to be organized play as in you come up with a character and you can hop from GM to GM, that kind of thing? No, or? they don't have that yet. Okay. Uh, it's very much I don't know how that works with Cthulhu, because you go insane and you bring your insane character to the next group, what do you more, do? But it happens slowly. Oh, it's more of the GM yeah. uh, runs the games and then they get credit for more product that makes sense. to and get more people to play. Oh, okay. I did, All the, right. I did the RuneQuest Classic Kickstarter. Ooh. Are they doing anything for RuneQuest? Or I is it mostly call stuff? I think it's just it's mostly It's Laurentia now, actually. Right now. 
But I, there is definitely going to be more RuneQuest because they're very much pushing that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Is it RuneQ-Quest still or is it Glorantia? Cause it's always it's RuneQ-Quest. Rune it's RuneQuest. Glorantia's the setting. Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm thinking of Mongoose who lost the... And then they ended up pulling all the RuneQuest. Never mind. Carry on. <laughs> uh, Mon- yeah, Mongoose made... It's not... What's it called now? Legend. Legend. Yes. Mm. Which was... RuneQuest. RuneQuest, and then it became RuneQuest 2. But mm-hmm. right. those kind of conflicted with the actual original RuneQuest name, so everyone referred Not to confusing. It MRQ no, I don't and know MRQ why that would be confusing. That's less confusing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so all of our games, uh, just type in Saving Throw into the search, and you will Yay. see, I think we have about seven or eight games running throughout the entire weekend. There was That's a lot. Great. When I went Good. to register yeah. my stuff, there was a bunch of them. Uh, yeah. Be aware that the bar doesn't open until like four, so... Uh, oh, we have hip flasks, so uh, we're good. Yeah. Oh, you oh, know, oh, we have talked about uh, mm. full about of that. water. Okay, to yeah, hydrate, right? Guys. right? You right. have to stay hydrated. Yes, these you cons. do. Yes, yes. You you must, especially yeah. if you're running as many games. And the like food that. is stupid expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. everything's so expensive. Carl's Junior, crazy expensive. But you can't bring them into the hotel anymore. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll explain. We'll explain. We don't have workouts. Uh, I'm we not follow all Thank the you rules. for joining us. Yeah, yeah, I'm not running anything. <laughs> no, so. I'm running a game. No. Okay, go ahead. So, uh, I'm running on Saturday. I actually don't know what time slot I ended up in, but I asked for this, the afternoon time slot. So you probably 2 PM. probably. Um, I will be running Wild Talents, and it's a historical setting that's pretty dark, which is I'm super excited about. You want to say what it is? So, or you don't. Want to say you it kind is. of will probably figure it out because I named it. The game is uh, what you're not expecting. Oh, awesome! So, Fantastic. Yes. So if you get that reference, great, and you know what the theme of the game is. If you don't, show up and it'll be amazing. Um, but it's very uh, much in the... Weapon yeah. surprise. Surprise <laughs> and fear. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll show up, and it's going to be very much in the same kind of style as my infamous uh, uh, Salem Witch Trials game. So. So I'm, I'm, I've always that, wanted I... to play a Warlord game where you, you're in Scarticus <laughs> and you always expect the unexpected. Because that was my favorite DC <laughs> character. What? Not that's not it? No, no, no. There are a lot of new Happy Jacks people since you ran that game, so you should do like a an actual. I know an actual play or run it again at a con so that I could get in on it. See, because it sounded awesome. It was so perfect. Like the first time I ran it, I did Wild Talents, which is like a superhero setting, and with Salem Witch Trials. So it was like this really intense thing, and it was my first time GMing at like a con, and it just went so perfectly. I'm like, I don't ever want to touch it again. Oh, yeah. Oh, and don't. It will never oh, be good enough. Shh. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> so that's why I'm running something totally that's similar. Because it'll be better the yeah. next time. It's, it's always, always better. Always it's better. It'll never be better. Kimmy's a great team. At some point I looked over and she was like perched on the top of the that's chair. That's what I do all the time. She, like, I like having she, like, like the elevator. She like was sitting like on the top of the chair and like, you know, and Lord, and everybody's looking up at her and they were like like little birds <laughs> just engaged in whatever she was doing. One of the best things are because I did so much research for that game. I'm doing it again for this one, but one of the guys who had the table is now signed up for every game like I've ever run at a con but he had been like a Salem scholar like he took classes on it in college oh no kidding and, wow. yeah that was That's Phil cool. when he, who's now signed up for all he's okay. like like super tough like wow. ex-military dude who like signs up for all my games but he was just like that was amazing like everybody was exact because I did all the historical research and everybody had like little portraits of their thing and then at the end of the game they all opened envelopes and found out what happened to their characters in the witch trials oh. like whether they survived or not oh so you had things. them as they were actual, legitimate people they were yeah. Susanna Martin they were like people yeah. from the time oh. period who all had been suspected of being witches that's the way we run so, con games it was like it, it's they had it, all maps of like historical accurate maps of the Salem County and like everything it's wow. pretty fun I went crazy overboard 
That's awesome. Yeah, so hopefully it'll be cool this time. I'm, I I started ordering the stuff for the props today, so hopefully so awesome. it all gets here in time. Uh, <clears throat> I, I mentioned this before we, we started the show. <clears throat> uh, they've, they've come out with, they, they finally did the rules cleanup of the New World of Darkness rules. Ooh. It's now called Chronicles of Darkness, and it includes all of the information that was in the first edition of World of Darkness and the God Machine Chronicles, oh, gosh, all the rules fixes. So I just ordered that. I have. So the it's PDF. a giant book of errata. No, 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 no. It's it's a here. We fixed it. You just need this book now. Okay. It's, it's the core book. That's all that right. you need. So all right. So that, now here's a core book, and here's another core book of errata that no. you have to mix up. That's what it was before. Okay. Are they, I know. Are still gonna, is it still going to be where you'll need Chronicles of Darkness yes. and then Vampire? Yes. And yeah. Chronicles of Darkness. Yes. And, oh, okay. Yes. And that's my new shiny. So that's probably the next thing I'm going to order. I, gotta um, check that out. I, I thought don't you were talking about doing another. I, 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 L5R that's, game. that's a new shiny too. I don't know. Okay, because I want in on the L five R. Yeah, there's a know. there's a waiting list. <laughs> I will muscle my way to the front of it. You have to have a fan. I have to have a Do you have a fan? I'll get eight hundred fans if <laughs> you get me in that game. I'll buy every <laughs> fan there is to buy. Uh, also, someone in the chat room, Keekin, is asking in the chat room. There is this Gen Con thing happening in the West Coast, or a ha- oh Midwest. No, wait, no. Midwest, yeah. Happening on the West Coast, or are people go? Oh, oh, is there a Gen Con thing happening in the West no. Coast, or are people going to head to Indianapolis? Yeah, B- Bill and I are going to Gen Con this year. Yeah, are you really amazing? Yeah. Oh. Um, this is the only the eighth year they've said they're going, but they actually are going this year. Well, we got we got badges. Yeah, they got so the things. badges. Things are happening. Oh, yeah. nice. We got stinking badges. Badges. They smell too. You don't need no stinking badges. And uh, yeah, we're we're still doing all the logistics. I think we're going to stay like away from it and like best. Uber in. I think. Supposedly, aren't there like tunnels? We go to Gen Con and actually go to Gen Con. Rent a car, really? I swear to you, it saves you so much time and effort, especially if you got a, a decent sized group of two or three people. Rent a car. Because you're going to want a trip back and forth to wherever you're at is going to be about 10 to 20 bucks. So you do that twice yeah. a day, it's 40 bucks. By the end of it, you've now. Yeah. And you can sleep in the car. Yes. Which is nice. You can take a little break, you know, away from the con. Right. He's not wrong. I'll get a hotel like half a mile away. You can walk. I, the, I know there's an obliteration in 90 degree humidity. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna it's stay. Wait, no. wait, isn't that the don't they have tunnels though between the hotels there? Not, no, that's not, a, not a hotel a mile away. Oh no, not that one. That's what I said. No. I mean, fuck man, I'm not walking and, in that and, heat and me and humidity all day. Fuck humidity. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. gnarly. I hate humidity and m- fucking Midwest in August. It's Sticky, but they probably have it then because it's cheap cheaper. Then. Right, <laughs> absolutely. All right, all right, all right. Are we done? All right. That's it. Thank you for joining all us. Right. For, oh wait, I really had to play the music. Yes. <laughs> We're of Happy Thank you for joining us for season eighteen, episode sixteen of Happy Jacks RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Proby Tim. I'm Miss Stork, and I'm still Kimmy. And we'll see you at Orcon in a couple weeks. Yep. And uh, that's it. Thank you very much. Happy Way Tiny Day. You. Thank you, Mason, for being here. Yes. Thank you, Mace, for being here. Welcome. Yeah, no problem. Any time. Welcome. Welcome. Well played. Yep. Excellent. We will see you next time. Until then, we'll leave you with a song. The song.
Well, old Jack Creek, he brews a brown ale. God save every brewing man. A batch every fortnight without fail. We owe our cup to the brewing man. A hearty brew with flavor sweet. Raise a toast to the brewing man. And with a smile each glass I greet. God save every brewing man. Beer in belly and cup in hand. God save every brewing man. For the crazy Scotsman down the way. God save every brewing man. Through the batch with a bale of hay. We owe our cup to the brewing man. He wears a skirt and plays a pipe. Raise a toast to the brewing man. But his ale's damn tasty when it's ripe. God save every brewing man. Beer in belly and cup in hand. God save every brewing man. Well, happy Jackie brews strong beer. God save every brewing man. It looks like violence smells quite queer. We owe our cup to the brewing man. I had a sip, my stomach too soon. Raise a toast to the brewing man. When I barfed it up, the taste improved. God save every brewing man. Beer in belly and cup in hand. God save every brewing man. Now to all you drinkers, hear this song. God save every brewing man. Never do your brewer wrong. We owe our cup to the brewing man. Consider this and you sit on your ass. Raise a toast to the brewing man. It is his life's work that fills.